Welcome to episode 181 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Jordan as Brett Casino, rotating panel guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. We play a little bit of catch-up on this episode as we discuss some rebirth, as well as recent movies that have come out. Was Suicide Painless? You'll find out soon enough. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levesine, and welcome to episode 181 of Comic Timing. We are back here, and apparently we really like recording on August 18th. That seems to be a day that recording happens with me and Brent, only this one won't take six years to come out. Right, Brent? <laughs> uh, that would be up to you. <laughs> hey, hey, chances are rec- uh, the the editing on this is going is to fall on your hands, my friend. So we'll 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 see what happens uh, post episode. As Fair how enough, quickly I this... can handle. I have not done one in a while. Exactly. Yeah, I'll let you do that because I, I got a lot of packing to do this next week. So I hope everyone enjoys the numerous ums, uhs, and heavy breathing. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> and and not trimming things that need to be trimmed because that's the way Brent rolls. Uh, but joining us on this episode, a man who uh, defends beer all across the land of brooklyn mr jamal eigel hello boys how are you <laughs> doing well man doing well it's been quite some time since we've had your dulcet tones on the episode this is true it's been over maybe like almost two years since the last time i was on the show something like that yeah, yeah. you got... are a very busy and prolific man this but is why we have you on here uh even though I, we won't be shills for Action Lab, since you are the marketing director, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. can you call us the official Action Lab podcast that oh, doesn't God. talk about Action Lab very much? <laughs> you know what? I can do that. All right, good. I can. I have that power. That's, I, that's all right. All right. Good. So let that it be our episode written. of the name of the episode right there. Exactly. So let it be written. So let it be done. So it's like when Brent was the co-host, not co-host, co-host. We're the podcast, not podcast, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast, not Action Lab podcast, podcast. <laughs> well, uh, b- before we before we get into actual comic talk on this episode, man, uh, so, well, how how's it feel to have uh, your artwork now all over America soon with uh, with Brooklyn Brewery's uh, Defender IPA? You know what? It doesn't suck. That, that's for sure. That's for damn. That's for damn sure. But it, you know, it's 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 turning into that that kind of time now. Like I, you know, not to like toot my own horn or anything but i mean toot, between toot. like yeah you know between like supergirl and firestorm and legends of tomorrow and mm-hmm. then like with the brooklyn defender stuff and then you know all the the tv stuff that i've been doing lately and, yep. and everything you know it's 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 a little surreal <laughs> it is honestly it, it it is like this is not where i expected things to be leading in my life but it's just i'm, I'm rolling with it See, you know what i think it is is that all that weight you lost just you know, <laughs> somehow uh, like spiritual uh, like like uh, equalization, if that makes any sense. You know, like like, like basically like uh, all of that somehow combined on weight on your shoulders for more things that you have to do. This is this is true, and and much like you know another rebirth, it's all Doctor Manhattan's fault. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot less Blue Wang in your story. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, then uh, speaking of Wu Wang, no, this is a horrible. Segue. I was going to say, how you transition from that? Uh, no, no, no freaking way at all. But uh, just, just a reminder out there that we are still sponsored by DCBS System Combo Service, DCBService.com, where you can get uh, a great amount of deals on all of your purchases and a whole bunch of bundles on uh, DC and Marvel stuff. Uh, they're still doing rebirth bundles. I think they're up to like four or five of them now, mm-hmm. and uh, Marvel Now bundles as well. Uh, they got some indie stuff as well, and if you're a Comicsology purchaser, like I mostly am now, you can just go through their Comicsology storefront and just continue to get more and more discounts if you ever want to, say, buy trades randomly on the site. Like, oh, hey, I saved $8. Thanks. All those freaking digital comics will pay off. So, <laughs> DCBService.com, we thank them for their sponsorship. We're going to have Brandon on the call in about 20 or 25 minutes or so. So we're actually going to segue into Suicide Squad after some comic talk. So straight God up. God forbid. Yeah, I know, right? Actually talking comics on the show called Comic Timing. That's that's crazy talk. It's novel. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it's it's comics. Um, oh, well, it's a graphic novel, depending I, on who you ask. Exactly. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> well, it depends if it's an original graphic novel or whether or not it's a trade. All right, enough. Uh, <laughs> Jamal, what have you been reading lately? Oh, my God. What haven't I been reading? Okay, so deep dive, the pile plugs, this, folks. Deep, deep dive in the pile this week. Um, no, I'm not going I'm, I'm to be doing any Action Lab plugs yet. All right. So let's see. Recently, looking at the pile, we have Remender Chachini and McCaig on low number 15, Doctor Strange number 10, Paper Girls number 8, Tokyo Ghost number 9, Kill or Be Killed number 1, which was awesome. Uh-huh. Empress, which is beautiful, and I'm completely jealous of Stuart Immerman. Um, let's see. Black Panther, uh, number four, drawn by Chris Sprouse Ooh. and uh, written by Tahanishi. I think that's how it's pronounced. Coates. Yeah, close enough. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I'm reading a lot of stuff. Power Man and Iron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Outcast, Future Quest. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm happy to see you reading as many comics as you are, because I remember once upon a time that, 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 that had sort of fallen off a little bit for you. It, it, it did, but you know, you know what? I think as, especially lately, like the quality of a lot of the independent books have gone up. Mm-hmm. I'm reading, you know more DC post-rebirth than I'd been reading in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's all positive, you know? It, it's all positive. It, it's breaking my wallet, but it's all positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, those of you uh, both on the call and listening to this episode might remember once upon a time I made this declaration that I was done with DC Comics. Uh, mm-hmm. There was this whole New 52 thing that happened uh, that sort of rubbed me the wrong way, and I kind of gave up on a lot of those single issues and what? really just... Don't recall. Uh, no, no. I've never talked mm-hmm. about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm Rebirth's bitch. <laughs> um, like, all, ever since the transition I've made mostly over to digital, for one, I'm enjoying Superman comics for the first time in at least yes. five years. You and I as well. Oh my yep. God. Uh, both Superman, I mean, Superman is 
great. The the Eradicator storyline that's going Pat on. Pat right Gleason now. is a fucking monster. Oh my god. He's gosh. always been awesome. It it's strong. It so is good. way strong. The work that he and Pete Tomasi, both of them friends of mine, but mm-hmm. the work that they're doing is A plus. Like I'm loving this stuff. Oh yeah, and, and I've been a fan of Tomasi now for forever. I mean, I, his his Nightwing run I still think is one of the best on the title. I'd agree. And, I'd agree. Yeah, and and uh I just I, I, it's happy to see something that gets the, the spirit of Superman right, and all they had to do was kill him. <laughs> oh, well, I think it's a little more complicated than that. In fact, he turned into some giant sand thing and then ground to dust, and then somehow this alternate Superman came in. He yeah. was like, been Superman well, that was for a, a while. That was a conversion sting. That was uh... pleased and probably placated a lot of the angry Superman fans, one in particular on this call <laughs> for the last yeah. couple of years. You know, it, it, Superman turned into Raphael bags Sulu. of sand. Bags of sand. It's like bags of sand in your hand. Uh, sand, <laughs> super sand men. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and that and action comics. I mean, hi, Dan Jurgens. Um, uh, Where have you been? Yeah, remember remember me? I was a big fan of you back in the 90s. Um, I'm a fan of you again now because holy crap. <laughs> and oh, yeah. there's like 17 Clark Kents running around. I don't care. <laughs> His book is – that action book is just fun. And I really think what what makes it so much fun is – I mean I, I was, never really was a fan of the idea of bi-monthly shipping mm-hmm. or bi-weekly, mm-hmm. whichever one is actually correct. Bi-weekly, yeah. Bi-weekly, but, Man, oh man, the biweekly schedule for Action Comics just moves that book along at such a clip. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's just, it just makes it bearable that, you know, it's mostly, it mostly is action. And each issue so far has just been straight up action, which I don't I th- mind. I think personally for me, the biweekly shipping really works on something like Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. especially because I don't find myself reading the main story, I find myself more of a fan of what Greg and Nicola Scott are doing on Wonder Woman Year One. Right. So that, That's do- the one that I'm not as in love with as, as uh, of all the core books. I'm buying it, like I'm buying uh, both Batman books, Action Superman, both Green Lanterns, and I'm buying Wonder Woman right. and Justice League, and uh, Wonder Woman's the one I'm a little iffy on, but I think that's only because We've only got two issues of each storyline so far, as compared to the others are right, right, going right. to be wrapping theirs up pretty soon. I've decided that uh, that I'm going to wait for at least a, at least a collection of some sort with Wonder Woman, just because I I've always felt Greg Rucka's stories read better as as collections, like because because he, he he does a good job of crafting story, but it's it's the storylines that make Greg Rucka work for me. Um, so I, I could easily see myself, you know, just like diving in and reading six issues at once, and you know, being totally happy with that. So oh yeah. Well, I mean, the thing it. about a writer like like Greg is Greg is very good at playing the long game mm-hmm. with a storyline. Like he the, the, he is so adept at weaving subplots into his story. Oh, like, yeah. you know, especially when he and Brew Baker were working on Gotham Central, I think that was sort of like you know where it really kind of dawned on me like how good he was best, yeah. at, at at just weaving in different elements and doing callbacks to earlier issues and having it all make sense. 
Yeah, and, and same with his Batwoman run, too. I oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. When that was absolutely. going on, I mean, like, he, he had, like, seven stories running, like, co- coherently at the same time. And <laughs> not many people can pull that off. No, no, not er- not everybody is good at it. That's definitely one of those things that I keep trying to work at as a writer myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> has, has, has either of you two read uh, The Batgirl and Birds of Prey yet? I, no. I did read the first issue. I'm okay with it. It's... Uh, I want to see where it goes. I it has me on on the hook of the first issue just because this this feels like familiar happiness for me. Right. You know, like getting the birds back in the in in, in the same position that they once were. Um, you know, making the controversial decision to quite literally it feels like three months later put the Killing Joke back into continuity after mm-hmm. it was taken out again. I um, read that issue where they quote unquote took it out of continuity. Yeah. And that just looked like uh, a, a splash page with a mishmash circle swirly thing. Mm-hmm. And then the only only way I got out of it that they took it out was by the Bleeding Cool story where they covered the artist's tweet or whatever. Yeah. Right. Not from the actual storyline. Because the actual storyline was like, oh, that could just be a memory. I have no idea. Right. Well, right. When, when has Bleeding Cool ever gotten anything wrong? Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's possible that it might have just been blown out of proportion. But, I mean, either way, like, they were – it seemed like they were they were heading down the path of saying that like maybe Killing Joke won't be as important anymore because right. remember how Batgirl can walk now. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, except there's this thing where they had this animated movie already in production and promotion, and it probably probably didn't line up with the corporate strategy. Can, can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we were go, we were going to well, anyway. So we I want to well. get to the Batman books. I mean, I okay, think okay, Detective okay. Comics That's is fair. really really good. Oh my god, yes. Uh, um, I, I I don't know if many people are fans of the Kate, you know, Colonel Kane thing mm-hmm. that happened, but I did not see that coming. Even though I'm two or three issues happened. behind. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm a little behind, behind on Detective, but I am reading uh, Batman. Yeah. Well, the, well, Batman, I got to hand it to Finch. Pro- bravo for being the only artist to do five issues in a row of the Rebirth launch. Yeah. Well, but at the, at the same time, it's a different Finch. It is. Like, it's, it's not the same David Finch that you are used to. And I think the the fact that he has had to keep up a faster schedule mm-hmm. and is maintaining it and having like a good sense of quality to the work but it's not as heavy and overworked as i was previously used to seeing from definitely. him his, it's his definitely wonder stronger. woman and i think that though i think though he's on schedule with wonder woman that may have been a little bit delayed but his justice league of america stuff with jeff johns was like when he was doing i don't know if he's doing digital now Mm-hmm. But I think he was doing digital then. And he was inking himself. Right. Anytime he inks himself, it's almost like it's too heavy. Yeah. Well, well, but, well, I, I, but I think he was using doing a lot more in terms of like hatching and you know how right. he does like those little little, little like little kind of, yeah like, like just short strokes of hatching along everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still here in this book, but it is. I don't but know it's not. It's... it's not as heavy. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's a lot more streamlined than I've seen right. Finch be, be in quite some time, and I, I it works for his art. It really does. Like this is this is some of the best Finch art I've seen quite possibly since New Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, th- it's and that was definitely a, while a leaner. Uh, well, his faces have gotten a lot better. That's yeah. New Avengers. Yeah, but uh, it, it, I I like the how it's a different leaner Batman. Mm. Like his Batman is a just a little bit leaner since the last time he drew him, right? Uh, in the Dark Knight and stuff like that. It's it's definitely nice to see 
uh, his style change from book to book as he evolves, and then even to give the book a little bit of a different look too. Well, it's got it's got to be all that bats bat slim fast that uh, Batman's been taking lately. It's all that time as a hippie <laughs> running that uh, organization growing plants. You yeah, just didn't you eat meat. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, look, right now, I'm really, really happy with Detective Comics in general, uh, just because, to me, as a Young Justice fan, you know, the original Young Justice and and the animated series, but still, that's another story. Um, seeing them remember that, uh, you know, Cassandra exists, that Spoiler mm. exists, that. Tim Drake, they gave Tim Drake essentially his old costume back, only adding an extra R to it. Right. Like, they, really, every mistake they made for New 52, every overcomplication they made, they're reneging on. Yeah. And The uh, most recent issue of that, she made fun of him for his old 52 costume with the wings. Good. She's like, do you want me to bring that up again? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and even uh, Titans. Uh, Titans, I did not expect to like, because Titans books are hit and miss for me in general, but um, the way that they've been picking up on, you know, the fact that, you know, Wally West is back and that they're uh, going with the whole, uh, you know, remembering their past, which may very well be congruent with the whole Dr. Manhattan thing, may not be, depending on which way they want to go, but working in, like, old, like, Wally West Flash continuity in some ways and bringing in, like, Kadabra and stuff, like, this this is this is really deep stuff, and well, then again, it's Abnet, so I, sh- I really shouldn't expect anything different from that, you know? Right. Like, if you're not reading the the main Flash book, though, you're doing yourself a disservice. Alright, I'll, I'll catch up on that's it. that's really, really good. Yeah, I, I, read, the, I read the Rebirth I, issue, and I liked it. The uh, the artist, what's it? Oh, I can't Giuseppe. I want to say it's Giuseppe. Giuseppe D- Chemicola. He used to be on uh, no, Spy D- Animes. Gian Domenico. Okay. That's I thought Chemicola was doing that book. I thought he. No. I thought he was on the Flash. Hmm. There's a he looks just like him, but <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're working out of the same studio. Maybe I'm scrolling onto it. Carmine D. Gian Domenico. Okay, because inside. Yes, uh, I think I think he's been doing the whole the whole run okay. so far. His stuff is it's it's a high five. Yeah. It's incredible. Did, did, Jamal, did you read Supergirl Rebirth? I did read Supergirl Rebirth. What'd you think? I liked it actually. I mean, it, it's definitely they're definitely trying to sort of merge uh, the TV, the TV show right. elements into it, but they're yeah. also because they're setting her in high school and actually made me flash back to uh, the earlier run, like when uh, they, they had like one issue where they like tried to send her to a normal school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But Steve Orlando is a really good writer and, you know, I love the artwork. Emmanuel Lupicino, Chino, okay. I think her name is, I think that's, that's the artist. I don't know if she's a regular artist or she's one of the regular artists, but yeah. She, but, she at least did the rebirth issue. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like the idea of bringing in some of the elements of the TV show because obviously that's that's what a lot of people are familiar with right now. It's just I I hope that they don't fall into the route that the New 52 Green Arrow book did and sort of taking things a little bit too far in that direction, but I don't really think that's going to be the case here. Just just from even like looking at the at the previews and stuff, like they're they're taking basic ideas of the show and running their own way with it, which right. which will hopefully be a positive for the book in general. Because, yeah, no, that there were that uh, until until Lemire got on Arrow, it was 
it, it was rough there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've we've talked we've talked uh, a little bit of comics, and we'll get back to even more comics after this. But yeah, we got to talk about Killing Joke. It, it's it, it's been on the tip of my tongue since I saw it in the theater. I wish I'd gotten a refund, but I didn't. Um, you know, it, it wasn't terrible. It was just that mm. first twenty five minutes had nothing to do with the story. And but that that's like once that part ended, it was totally fine, serviceable. Just like any other DC adaptation, but that's the problem. It was only serviceable. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's true. I think a lot to ha- of that has to do with the actual Killing Joke story. I mean, right. it's pretty lauded, but it's not one of my personal favorites. Um, so, and because I don't think there's much to it, truly, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it lends itself very well to an animated story where you need a lot of of plot and things like that. Like I was expecting them to kind of flesh out what the Joker was doing to uh, Commissioner Gordon or anything at all, and instead they left all that alone. It was as straight up an adaptation as uh, Batman Dark Knight Returns, those one or two movies, depending on which Blu-ray you bought. Mm-hmm. Right. And then just added on that chunk at the beginning that had nothing to do with it other than, oh, we feel like we need to make Barbara a real character in the story, so we're going to do this for for her, quote-unquote. Yeah. And then just totally assassinate her and I would do have, the things Bruce Timms always wanted to do and have her and Batman have have sex. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall during the you know the meetings, like deciding the direction they were going to take with that first half hour because, uh, like every single interview going into it was, we want to try and empower Batgirl. We want to try and and make this as much a story about Barbara Gordon as it is about Bruce Wayne and and the Joker. Like we right, want to, but in doing that they basically reinforce everything that Gil Simone's been railing against for like the last 15 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was I was wondering why they didn't tie in the Barbara story with with Joker. Why it was this other random dude who yeah. had nothing to do with anything at all. I felt right. the same. I way. was expecting the Barbara or Batgirl and Joker to face off first of all to give him a reason to go shoot her. Right. Number one. And, it didn't and, happen at all. And like it felt like it felt like it was almost like you were watching like a thirty minute episode of an anim- of an animated series, and then the lead up, you know, that was like, like the, that was one thing, and then oh, here's the Killing Joke, like, right? No connection but, whatsoever to the rest of the rest of what was going on. Someone made the suggestion. Uh, the suggestion um, once like the reviews started coming out, and people had actually somebody had made the suggestion, and I kind of agree with this. Is if they had adapted the last Batgirl annual, mm-hmm. the one where she, where she kind of goes as semi retirement and made that the lead in, right? It would have worked better. I agree. You know, you wouldn't have had to attack to attack on that that relationship between Bruce and Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like I. I have a complicated relationship with Brian Azzarello. Um, right. I, I don't really know how much it was him because if you look, Bruce Tim, that Justice League Gods and Monsters that, you know, hailed as the return of Bruce Tim or whatever, mm-hmm. not that good. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't know if Paul Dini stepped away from Batman Beyond before they made Bruce and Barbara have a relationship in that TV series. 
or if he was still involved at all. I don't think he was directly and, involved at that point. No, and, he and Paul D. So if Paul Dini, it almost feels like as soon as Paul Dini left uh-huh. and Alan Burnett left, you, you know, they did that once that team of, was de- deconstructed and right. Bruce Timms left to his own devices. It kind of makes makes you notice how weak Bruce Tim can be, left on his own, you know, or just running things without. Without but, these other core guys, just, but that just kind of goes with the same problem that I have with a lot of the DC direct to DVD uh, animated films. Mm-hmm. They they all kind of fall in that same category where it's just story wise is just not that good. And yeah. we get a few like ever since James Tucker took over, it just hasn't been as strong as the stuff that they were doing previously, right. like. You know, once you get past like Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, like the 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 story quality just goes to hell. I mean, it's funny that I that I just edited you know a six year old episode where we were talking about uh, Batman on the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered being a lot more positive on it than I came off on that episode. <laughs> like <laughs> like we had we had issues with it, like right. even, even talking about it, and I still regard it as one of the better adaptations they've made. To this point, I mean, I I, I did enjoy uh, the Dark Knight Returns like a lot more than I thought I was going to because I'm I'm not the biggest you know rah rah Dark Knight Returns guy because I've soured on Frank Miller over the years. Right. Um, I think it's just because Frank Welker was so good. Well, yeah, like, that was inspired. Yes, that's that's true. Um, but still, I even going back to what I just said about Brian Azzarello, I. I've never been that huge of a fan of his work, and I could I could hear his dialogue in that thirty minute piece. Um, whether right. or not this is a JMS Joe Casada situation or not, uh, where you know JMS was the writer, but essentially you know Joe Casada was the guy who plotted together you know what happened with uh, One More Day and all that shit. Right. Like whether or not this was happening here, where Bruce Tim had his agenda and he wanted just Brian Azzarello was there to write it. I st- it still came off as misogynist and almost like taking away every bit of strength as a character that Barbara Gordon could have had. It, it was all about the men in her life. It was, it was I, ridiculous. I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I would absolutely agree. What what Vertigo book did Azarello write that I probably haven't read? Uh, was it Transmet? No. No. A Hundred Bullets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I have read that, and that was really good. Yeah, he did a hundred bullets. He also did a a so so run on Superman that I remember. Uh, in fact, for yeah, tomorrow, he, there you go. That's what it was. Yeah, with the Jim Lee. Yeah, the Jim Lee yeah. stuff. Um, and he, I, I thought his Wonder Woman stuff was was good. Yeah, you know. No, when he's on point, when he's when he's, I'm I'm still an Azarello fan. Yeah. When he's on point, this stuff was good. I don't, I just, but this is a different situation when you know having worked in animation there are a lot of hands involved oh yeah definitely you know and and you don't always get from point a to point to point z (laughs) in this case without having to make more compromises that i think even the most seasoned creator is willing to make right yeah, and I just I thought just from a, a visual standpoint, like the animation quality just seemed kind of weak in I agree comparison with you. as I agree well. With you entirely, yeah. Especially, yeah. especially watching it on the big screen, I I was yeah I was taken away by how how like I wouldn't even quite say janky. It's just like how 
I felt like there were frames missing at times. Like, right. like there was I not mean, smooth walking going on. So I, I kind of felt the animation look cheap from the first trailer they released. Mm. Like, the trailer was so... I mean, you could tell from the trailer, and I was like, well, it's a trailer. Maybe it's not, you know, not complete. And then I remembered, like, no, they do... This thing's probably been done for, like, six months or something. Right. yeah. You know, this was animated over a year ago and recorded even earlier than that. So if this how the trailer looks and it comes out in three months, that's how the movie's going to look. And, 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 you know, people are... People were touting like, well, I mean, you know, we had Kevin Conroy and we had Mark Hamill. This was one of the weakest performances that I have seen Mark Hamill do as a Joker. Right. And that is disappointing to me because people people hail this as one of the quintessential Joker stories. But I wasn't convinced, you know, especially like even the delivery of, you know, why aren't you laughing? Right. It just came off as like this was the best take you had. Um, I mean, been like the like you said that should have been like the quintessential Joker performance. Right. You know, that should have that should have been like if he was going to bring his A game, that should have been the time that he brought it. Right. There should have been and especially in that final scene, we should have seen a little more of Mark, the actor, come through where, like, it had it had I, and it's easy for me to play, you know, armchair quarterback after, you know, well after the fact. Oh yeah, but I would have had him really dial it down mm-hmm. and make it more personal. Right when he's, you know, when he says when he gets up out of the mud and he's just like, no, it's too late for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know where you realize, you know, even he realizes, like, there's just no end. Yeah, similar to some it's of the line delivery off. he had in some of the Arkham games. That's what I was yeah. expecting out of those. Yeah. It, so, so I wonder if it's a matter of budget. I think, that probably um, had a, I think that probably had a lot. Because there's been a few of these that have been rushed out, and I think it is definitely a matter of budget. I oh, mean, yeah. if the animation doesn't look good, if, if they only had Mark Hamill for, you know, a day or two. Right. It, he could have just not been able to do. I mean, those those Arkham games are huge budget productions, oh, totally. and that's why we have the great Kevin Conroy and mm-hmm. Mark Hamill performances we got in those. You know, and and over the animated series, they they were able to hone their characters. So right. it's not it just, surprising. It didn't, I mean, they it should, didn't should, sync up. You know, those you know those two yeah. should be able to. To just dial into that. Oh, yeah. I'm, right. I'm with they, you there. they know each other's cues at this point. They, they right. know well, they know how either of them works. I don't think they, I don't think they've been recording together for a while, but they should both of them should be able to just turn on the Batman switch. Right. Turn on the Joker switch. I mean I, I liked Mark Hamill's performance of the the proto Joker character, mm-hmm. whom we think is the true origin. Yeah, right. Um, I thought that was really str- some really strong Mark Hamill stuff because, frankly, you don't hear a lot of non Joker Mark Hamill nowadays. Right, right. Um, but I, I'm with you there that his Joker was just more sub, like more subdued. There wasn't he had like one level, you know, mm-hmm. and there's variations on that level in terms of like volume. Yeah, but it, not of. Uh, I felt like there wasn't variations on intensity or 
or emotion or anything like that. The song was right. the best part. I mean, that that actually like that's where I heard heard his his emotions come out the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I actually like it was creepy, like it was supposed to be. Right. Um, but I didn't really feel that nearly as much as I wanted to throughout the piece. And even even Kevin Conroy's, you know, Batman. I mean, look, it, it's impossible for me to say anything other than he is Batman. Right. But there was just something that was not connecting with me like it has in previous times. And it, it, it's, it's either the fact that it was a story or it was just, you know, not enough going for it to make there wasn't much for batman to do though right yeah you know what i mean he's he was a secondary character in the first barbara half he's basically a secondary character in the killing joke well the killing joke is to beat up the joker right the killing joke is is the joker's story right you know he you know uh, i mean but going back to the song and i'm gonna complain about this because i don't know and i'm pretty sure that there, you know, a lot of people probably, you know, most people feel the same way that I feel mm-hmm. about this. Having read The Killing Joke as often, like, it's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. And having read it as many times, I had a much different version of the song in my head That's right. than what Mark ended up doing. Right. Yeah, I, I I get that. Yeah, well, well, Mark Hamill isn't exactly known for his Broadway performances, you know. This is true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I, I like the I like the shot selection of the piece itself uh, more more than the actual performance. You right. know, like that that it, it 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 creeped me out the most out of any part of this piece, except for the fact when I was creeped out by. Uh, Batgirl and Batman having sex because that was just creepy to me. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, or as the meme is going uh, going around the the Pornhub meme that's oh, going around lately. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I wonder if we would not have liked that as much if it hadn't been leaked ahead of time. Uh, actually, well, okay. So you know, because I think a lot a lot of the reaction and stuff, and I think you know we might talk about this a little bit with Suicide Squad is like a lot of it has to do with just the way the internet operates today. It's hard to stay away from these things. Yeah. Right. Even so much as like, you know, this one little scene in in um Killing Joke yeah. was it got a lot of traction because it's the only new idea in that movie. Of the people I was there seeing the movie with, I was the only one who had seen the scene ahead of time. Right. And there were genuine what the fucks going on in the theater. There was some, you know, wooing and hollering and for them I, you know, just gave them like the evil glare of death like, They're you know, still come anime on, fans, man. I guess. Um oh yeah, no. And, and and you know, there were people who liked that for some reason and more power to them. It's just not my not at all my cuppa, but I there was genuine shock and awe when that happened because we weren't leading up to this at all in, in the story that was being told. Like no. it definitely seemed to be a father daughter type thing more than it was a sexual attraction thing. Right. Up until that point. And then all of a sudden, badonkadonk, like really? <laughs> I, I wonder if like, you know, it was the, R, the fact that they had an R rating. Um, oh, that's, definitely- you know, that, that that guy getting shot in the head and you seeing the bull- the brain splatter in the very beginning on the boat yeah just because it had an R rating right um, the sex thing is probably just because they decided to go for an R rating probably story wise it would have been better if it was just a kiss mm-hmm. right and then she realized oh I probably shouldn't have kissed you right instead of like oh let's take it even further yeah um, because watching the Killing Joke I know it's fucked up and stuff and 
you know, her naked pictures are there around her father and she's like bleeding. Yeah. And that's creepy to begin with. But in the comic and in the animated series, I thought they would push that a little bit further mm. than they did. Um, you know, I was I was kind of expecting them to Im- really imply that the Joker raped her. Or his goons did. It's always and, been left up to interpretation. Right. I know, but I thought that's where they would have like pressed the envelope a little bit to, to just come right out and say it. Yeah. Um, Which they could have, but that that would have pissed off even more people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but know? it's it's not as much of a. I, I, uh, well, it's hard to say what I want to say because it's not PC at all. Like, what's what's worse, uh, oh, a girl having sex with a character she probably shouldn't have Mm -hmm. uh you know because of the history and relationships defined in other media or to say that like i really think the joker and his goon should have raped her because it would have made the story fleshed out more i don't know which is the right answer there so we'll just leave it up to you but but you know what there that's just it there is no right answer for any of this and for a piece that you know going back to the lead up to this they kept saying over and over again they were trying to flesh out and strengthen Batgirl's story and either of those scenarios right. does not achieve that goal so that's yeah. it's just it, it they were off base from, from the start and they were trying to obtain that R rating in the wrong ways yeah I really think that had a lot to do with that definitely it, it actually makes me worry a little bit about the Judas contract oh god yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see I mean you know do we know who the writer's going to be on that yet? Uh, I don't know. Okay. They'll probably, they probably, they'll probably have enlisted Marv. Okay. To yeah. do well, it. Hopefully. Christopher Priest is supposedly going to retell that in his Deathstroke Rebirth book. So, yes. um, just take your Judas contract, hold it close to your chest, <laughs> and remember it from what it is, because you're going to get two versions that are probably nowhere near whatever that was. Hey, I, I, I like Chris Priest, so hopefully hopefully he'll do it justice here in Rebirth one way or the other. But yeah. I, I mean, he says he's going to be J.J. Abramsing it, so we'll, you know, like, what exactly that means. Like, is there, is there suddenly going to be an older version of Deathstroke showing up? And, and lots, I mean, lots we, of lens flare. Yeah, are yeah, we yeah. talking about, like, Star Wars Abrams? Are we talking Star Trek 1 Abrams? Well, I, Star I, Trek 2 Abrams? Like, I, there's a lot of Abramses to choose from. Exactly, yeah. I think... I, I think he was probably implying Star Trek reboot, like, you know, starting at square one and, you know, making something new and unique as opposed to, you know, Force Awakens, which was just a continuation. Um, you know, it, it, it retold, but at the same time, it, you know, restarted in, in many ways. But, you know, I, I, I don't freaking know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll know once it comes out. Uh, just what, one, more, one more thing to say about uh, Killing Joke is that it, in some ways, it suffered from the same thing that Watchmen did for me, which is at times it was too on the nose. Like, I, there were not enough, basically there was not enough reason for me to see this on the screen interpreted the way it did. It was so, it was trying to be so faithful to the source material that it came off as flat. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would, like, add in an action scene or, Right. Something add in anything during that carnival thing just to just to flesh it out a little, but I guess they figured that they weren't gonna touch that and uh that the back row was the stuff they were adding extra. Right. And I, that's where they put they put they poured their uh their time to like 
taken with it taken out of um you take out the Batman Batgirl sex scene in that first twenty minutes. Right. Take that out. Well, yeah. It's not a bad Batgirl story. <laughs> Well, uh, Jamal, actually, yeah, you can touch on that. But also, as an artist, I'm curious what you feel about them choosing to do the, uh, as as the color palette, Brian Bowen's retouching of The Killing Joke as opposed to uh, the original yeah. color job. Uh, uh, which, which, I mean, again, some guy did redo the entire trailer in the original colors. and right. so much better. Yeah, I actually prefer it. But, uh, it's I'm always sure, been better. I'm, yeah, I'm you curious know, like, what you here, think. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem, is that muted color doesn't work as well for animation. Mm. So, you know, while it would have been great to see, I didn't see the, the recolored version, mm-hmm. but... Just a general muted color doesn't work, so I so I can understand why they went with brighter color, right? With, with a brighter color palette, so yeah, and and yeah. and that this is you know supposedly how Bowen wanted it to look in the first place, right? I mean, even if I I don't know, I mean, I, I still own the original Killing Joke sitting on my shelf. Like I never got the re- the redo because I didn't really see a reason to, but I I, I don't know. Like it, to me, it's it's just in general more dynamic. Than than the than the retouch like adding computer coloring changes it for me in a lot of ways. Well, it's it's. I thought when they announced that version and that he was going to recolor it, I had already read it. I think in the bookstore on in that Alan Moore DC Comics collection, which yeah. is out of print now that he's you know bashed them to the high heavens. <laughs> um, I should probably go buy that. It's probably the only way to get some of those things now. Yeah, really. But um. No, I remember reading it, or I remember reading about about them recoloring it. I'm like, okay, cool. So they're just gonna do the same colors and do it digitally, and it's not gonna look grainy or the pop polka dot thing. Fine. No, not not what happened whatsoever. Right. And the thing I've always wanted to do with Brian Bowen's recoloring is add the yellow oval back in. Mm. Just add the yellow oval, and then. I wanted to do that with this movie, and I wanted to straighten his ears out. Like, hey, Batman, your ears are looking a little floppy. Just straighten them out, my friend. Because they were not that bent in the book. Look, right. They were a little, like, bowed out, but they were they were not the 1940s serial look. Sometimes Batman just animation. has trouble keeping it up. I mean, what, what, can, I, what can I say? You I know? mean, he had sex with Batgirl, for crying out loud. He shouldn't have an issue. <laughs> Come on. Does he carry bat condoms? Like, is that something? That's Maybe he needed some belt? bat Viagra. Maybe that's we we didn't see what was going on under underneath. So I mean, who, you know, Batman probably came in uh, while she was sleeping like a creeper and slipped her the morning after pill. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, the 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 bat morning after pill. All right, yes. fine. <laughs> I just in general, I I said I've suggested on on Facebook already, and I suggest here if you just want your Killing Joke story. Just skip the first twenty to thirty minutes of the movie. You don't need it at all. Just can, if you want to go back afterwards, just call it an, an, an extra feature on the Blu-ray. Like just, just, just buy your digital copy or buy your Blu-ray and just freaking skip it and just go straight to the damn killing joke. It's just it's it, it it makes it more bearable for me and it and it ruins it a little bit less. But even with it, it's eh. You know <laughs> what? What are you gonna do? All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to transition at this point. Brandon, Brandon will hopefully be joining us soon, and if he doesn't, then, you know, whatever. It'll just be like last episode. Oh, snap, I said it. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Brandon. What, 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 whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about uh, Suicide Squad a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that I, I watched 
a really good Suicide Squad movie recently. Um, it, mm. it had it had it had character development. Every Ooh. single member of the team was fleshed out. Oh. The the, Har- the Harley Quinn storytelling was actually excellent. Oh, uh, was was, was De- Batman Deadsh- in it? De- Batman was in it. Yeah, Deadshot showed up. Uh, the, the Joker was in it, and oh my god, the Joker interpretation was terrific. And it was animated and came out in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Assault on Arkham. Assault, yes. on, Assault on Arkham is 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 a much 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 better Suicide Squad movie than what we got, and what we got was a problem. I'd say, uh, Jamal, I know you enjoyed it more than yeah, than definitely Man of Steel because we all know what you thought about that. Go back oh, into the archives, no. folks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I know you did finally see Batman v Superman for the mess yes. that it was. But yes. um, what do you okay. think? So for. You know, you should definitely go and listen, folks. You should definitely go back and listen to the episode itself because it's quite entertaining, and we spent you know quite some time beating the hell out of Brent. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was good times. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, like anybody who follows me on social media knows that I hated Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, I finally sat down and watched Batman v Superman. And ultimate edition, right? Ultimate, yes, the ultimate edition. So I don't have it to compare to the theatrical cut. It bored me. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't even muster energy to hate it. Yeah. Okay. So I so like I said, I I saw Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and I was bored. Yeah. I I was honestly like I just. Couldn't muster the the energy to hate it, you know, yeah. or like it really, like uh, you know. And I wanted, and I honestly, like, I went into it with as open a mind as I could, as I could possibly have. Right. And I found myself just wondering how all these supposedly smart people were doing so many stupid things. <laughs> Yeah, you talking about you the have, filmmakers or the characters? The, both, actually, <laughs> both. That's still. Accurate, I mean, I won't yeah. even. I won't even get into like the whole murder man thing because that that just you know, Batman. There's you know, I was thinking about it earlier today actually, and I know like sort of the the ding on Batman movies is that for a character who's not supposed to kill, he spends an awful lot of time letting people die. It's true. Um, been, but doing, been doing it thanks, since Tim Burton. Yeah, he's been doing it since Burton. He did it yeah. during Bale, and now he's doing it again as Affleck. Well, no, there's a difference. There is a difference with Burton. There was always that sort of for a lot of the, the for a lot of his kill count. It was like, did they maybe they got away? Right. Before um, no, you ha- have you chemicals? watched Batman Returns recently? Okay, yeah, all right, Batman Returns. <laughs> now, yeah, he did shove. He shoves the clown down the, the manhole. Uh, I know with a dynamite. <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Returns is a special case. But you know what? <laughs> It's, it's still got a Batman in front of it, okay? That's, that's it's still true. a Batman movie. At, it's not a Tim le- Burton movie. At, at least he didn't, like, at least in, like, the first Batman movie, yes, he had, you know, mounted machine guns on the Batmobile, but at least he didn't actually shoot anybody with them. Right. You know, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to, you know, this movie where he just straight up murders people. Oh, yeah. Like, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about well, it. 
what I thought was not funny, but just anti-Batman was he comes out of that warehouse, clips the truck. Mm-hmm. There were f- four or five guys in the back of that truck. Yep. Next time you see the truck, two or three. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other four or five, other two or three dudes? The, the same, the same thing. Batmobile crushed those guys. They got run over. Oh, come on. He dropped a boat on someone. <laughs> Wait. Actually, those no, are the two guys. They're in the ultimate, ultimate edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get back. They You see them roll and get back up and go, Ugh, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the warehouse fight, he just slaughters people. Oh, he yeah. hit a guy with a crate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind the warehouse thing so much. It was the um Well, if you've played the, the if you play the Arkham video games, you know, and no. you you've seen yeah. exactly how these fights worked work themselves out. <laughs> yeah, the um Funny about the Arkham video games, though, you can't push people over the rooftop. You physically can't. Like, yeah. you can't punch somebody enough to knock them o- off the roof. Only right. Batman can leave the roof. Those guys just back up and they come back at you because hmm. Batman doesn't kill in those games. Right. Yeah. Hard coded into the game. And and, and hey, he didn't kill in Suicide Squad. It was actually. It was actually. Uh, I enjoyed the Batman and Suicide Squad more than I enjoyed oh. the Batman okay. in. Batman v Superman for the most part. So, so while we're talking about scenes. reactions, reactions to movies, my my buddy Jim, yeah. whom if you listen to BK's Bullets, you know him, you know his voice. Yep. Um, he, I, I lent him Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition on Blu-ray yeah. a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Oy. He loved it. Um, oh, but Jim. Jim, Jim is not a comic book fan. Yeah. Uh, like us, he's not familiar with. He, he maybe have seen some of the animated series as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he may, he's not really, he was reading some stuff when the new 52 started, but dropped it. He yeah. just lost interest all of a sudden. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, so not a historically comic book fan, but you know, and he's, I think he's seen most of the other Batman movies. I'm pretty sure I lent him some of the other ones. I can't recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't really seek them out per se, but. He loved Batman v Superman. He really liked it. He's been defending it to me all day at work today when I told him we're probably going to talk about it. So here's your shout out, Jim. <laughs> and he really likes Suicide Squad. Yeah. All right. And uh. he's not familiar with any of the characters. But also, one thing about Jim, which um, I commend him for sometimes, and I really think I'm going to start taking this stance, is that he doesn't watch a lot of trailers. He's not on the movie news sites mm-hmm. like I am during the day yeah, or right. comic book news. And even even I don't, like, when they release a new TV spot for something, I don't go watch that. I don't watch TV spots either for the most part. But yeah. for some reason, uh, at least with Suicide Squad, I felt like they marketed the hell out of this thing. Well, like they, I, had to. they had to. <laughs> I, yeah. Obviously, but man, oh, man, they just ruined every good joke in the book but uh, since jim didn't see any of that stuff probably yeah or, you know, if he did he only saw it once and forgot about it he liked the movie well here, here's just, he, well, go, go ahead, ahead okay I, I, i'm just gonna say this uh, and i don't know if this is actually true because obviously this is not how it went down but i almost guarantee you I would feel exactly the same about this movie in some different ways, obviously, but I would have disliked this movie as much as I did had I not seen a trailer. Just because, yeah, yeah. it for me, it would not change the fact that this is a disjointed mess. 
Right. I'm not saying that it it should or would for anybody that's a regular listener to our program. Totally. Yeah. I'm just saying there are people out there, and I wanted to try and say something positive oh, no, about the film. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, Jim, he was listening to the uh, Batman v Superman review. But because he saw the Ultimate Edition with all the story plot holes filled in, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, um, he liked that movie, and he couldn't stand listening to our review. Right. Uh, he said he got 20 minutes into Ian and Brandon's 45-minute <laughs> negative tirade, yeah. and he turned it off. He didn't even get to the part where I actually come in, and me and Raph actually give our thoughts That's on fine, it, right. which yeah. aren't that bad. Also, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was funny. He said that Brandon sounds high. So when Brandon gets on and listens to this later, he'll he'll laugh at that. And, 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 and he's li- not a pothead. And, and now, li- pothead. live from from wherever he is, it's hi, Brandon Christopher. Hey, Brandon. <laughs> hey, hey. Are you, are, am I calling you from your car? Is that what I'm doing? Can he actually hear us? Nope. Yeah, all, all right. right, bring him in later. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> Typical Brandon. <laughs> So okay, so let let me let me so having having made made my declarative statement, yeah. Having made my declarative statement, I will say this: I wanted to see Suicide Squad. Yeah, yes. Actually, very excited to see Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. So say we all. And then the reviews started to come out. But even then, like even like I I I dragged her into it, Mm -hmm. and we we went and saw it. And for the most part, it wasn't horrible. But I, I, in, compar- like, in comparison to Batman versus Superman, and definitely in comparison to Man of Steel, it's better. Is it good? No, not good. But it's but it's better. Yeah, it's like a stagger step better in terms of overall quality and i think i agree number one i agree with ian it's a mess like from an editing like even watching it it felt like you could tell that there were scenes cut out of it like there was stuff that was supposed to be there that ended up on a cutting room floor that would have just made certain things make much more sense this got fan forced Okay, it's so obvious that there are two distinctly different driving forces behind the scenes of this movie. Right. Like, you can see that from the fact that we get three fucking intros for Deadshot. You know, like, why, 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 why did we need that first scene of him in the jail and mm-hmm. then have the stylized version of it immediately right. afterwards. Like, because Will Smith really liked that scene. Yeah, in his contract, I'm sure. Uh. Oh, I'm sure. Will Will Smith loves himself, and nobody loves themselves more than Will Smith. That's and true. And Jada, Jada loves him more. Oh <laughs> no, crazy, will, crazy in love. Will Will still loves Jada. Will, will loves Will hey, more than hey, Jada loves. Jada will. boycotted Oscars not because Oscars so white, but because Oscars hate Will. Uh, okay. All right. That's that. That's fair. Hey, hey I, I'm disappointed that we didn't have some sort of rap in this from uh, from Will Smith. At the end. <laughs> like that. That would have made Suicide Squad even better for me. Uh, but I. So, it's just I. I mean, we 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 know we know now from from what's been discussed about the movie is that there were two different edits going around. 
There mm-hmm. was there was David Ayer's edit. Uh, that is that is the director's name, right? I'm getting I'm, right. Okay, yes. Yeah. Dave, David Ayer's edit, and then there was the trailer company, who because this movie got such hype, they decided to bring in to make their own edit of it, which is why every single song from the trailer wound up in the really? goddamn movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I I wasn't sure if you'd heard about that Jamal. So no, I hadn't. I this it was in a Hollywood v- Reporter or Variety. I, I, I read the article. I think it was Hollywood Reporter, if I remember correctly. It yeah. was it was fucking astounding. Yeah, that that thing, and the um. So, what else? There, there were two. They, they there were two distinct. David, co- David Ayers yeah. admitted mm-hmm. that they not only had those two edits going. And this is supposed, supposedly the best of both worlds, yeah. In his mind, or at least that's what he was paid to they say. They joined the two edits together, essentially. Oh my and god! And yeah. he also said that on some other quote, I think during post interviews, that there were six to eight other cuts. Yeah. Of this what? film. Yeah. So, which is so, why, which is why there's so many, so much material that's in the trailers that we did not wind up seeing here, similar to what happened with Fantastic Four. Well, he shot 500 feet of celluloid, though. That's a lot of. Celluloid. Brandon yeah, joins Brandon. us for real now, hey, by the way. So hi, Brandon. Hey, hey guys. Yo. Sounding good. Are you high? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, I'm glad to good to know. Just wanted that on the record. Yep. You'll find out later. Yeah, we, we actually delayed the Suicide Squad talk and, until you were here. So we we talked Killing Joke, we talked comics, and now we're on Suicide Squad, so you didn't miss much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh but but go, go, yeah, so that, that that's <clears throat> that's why these these two these two parts of the movie feel so disjointed is because they quite literally are. And Ugh. I would love because I'm sure they probably signed uh, you know uh, uh, you know a whole bunch of contracts, but I would love to see the audiences that saw these distinctly different cuts because they oh, apparently yeah. screened both versions of the movie. Which is how we got the movie we did, and the Frankensteining between the two that they wound up. Oh, so you know what had, I think so was they the... had two. They had two different cuts, two different focus groups. Yes, who are going to give you two different rea- the different reactions? Absolutely. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh and, well, the, my probably head hurts the biggest now. culprit. <laughs> I don't think that that's probably a huge issue here. Right. Um, probably the biggest culprit. Uh, was the fact in the same Hollywood Reporter article, we believe, said that David Ayer wrote the script in six weeks mm-hmm. and turned it in. Yeah. Well, you know no what? No second that, writer, no third writer, no fourth writer, no no passes, no cleanups, just six weeks, turned it in. That's better well, than like the 14 script revisions Fantastic Four went through and then it went through uh, with like a 12 more. It, 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 I will argue, though, however, that... You could, you know, you can turn in a really good script in six weeks. Oh yeah, you I'm know. not saying you can or can't. It just doesn't. The Iron Man was made Hollywood in a cave works. with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> normally, how Hollywood works, you don't get something like that. Yeah. So well, it just no, sounds uh, rushed. Right. The imp- the it just implies that it was rushed. Let's 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 get Brand- some of Brandon's uh, thoughts in here real quick since since he just joined us. Uh, right. I, I know Brandon, you're a little bit more po- you're actually probably a lot more positive on the movie than we were. But uh, what what were, what did you feel about Suicide Squad after leaving the theater? All right, uh, I saw it in a packed packed theater. How how did you guys see it? I saw it opening weekend uh, uh, in Queens and on uh, a Wednesday. 
Okay. Uh, I forget what day we saw it, but the theater was it wasn't packed, but it was it was a good sized crowd. You saw you saw it that Tuesday that I was that was potentially. That's right. See it with you, that's yeah. right. So yeah, it was a Tuesday, but it was still a good. It was still a good. It was still a good sized crowd. Yeah. Though. Okay. So I saw it. I think that Friday night. I mm-hmm. think it was. So packed audience. I, I was amazed at how, how well it played personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. I, I like the film to some degree. Yeah. Uh, I overall, I, I think it's not a bad film compared to you know BVS or uh, or uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, out of those three, it's probably my favorite one so far. Uh, right. Well, but, Zach, because no Zack Snyder, so you know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, within the first five minutes, I had a little problem because I kind of got confused already. <laughs> yeah, with like the, with like the three introductions. Oh, there was the there was the introduction in the very beginning of the film, right? Yeah, right. And then there was a smash cut to the present day. Yeah. Then there was the introduction after that, and that kind of confused me. I'm like, I'm like, this seems a little bit redundant already. Right. But I guess like I said before in my Facebook post, it, it stumbles a little bit. Yeah. And where it stumbles, I think it's all right, Jamal. You... Oh, did we lose him? And we lost him. God damn it. So while Brandon comes back, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, what I, I mean, I, this movie was okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was terrible. It certainly wasn't um, a good or great film. It right. certainly wasn't what everyone was hoping it would be in terms of the savior of the DCU, or at least a, a good palate cleanser before Wonder Woman comes out next year. Right. Right. Um, what sums up what I think about it the best is what. Um, Amanda said right after we saw it, mm-hmm. she turns to me as the credits are rolling before the mid credit scene and goes, well, that was a nice try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. So, so I, I really, I, I can't sum it up. I, I totally agreed with her and I was like, I'm going to use that. I, I can't say that anything, anything better, uh, than that, that pretty much sums it up for me. Um, it was a nice try. the The casting was great. Um, you know, I I really I don't like Will Smith. I th- really feel like Joel Kinnaman and Will Smith should have swapped roles because mm, he was more menacing yeah. than Will Smith was as Deadshot. Yeah, right. Because um, well, if Will Smith wants to be Will Smith, then give him a Will Smith character. Okay. Don't give him Deadshot. Um, I I didn't mind his Deadshot honestly. I I, I in fact for me. I mean, Will Smith was probably the second strongest performance in the film. Right, Every, everybody via, said by, that. By Vi- Viola Davis, because, I mean, she's he, fantastic. It didn't seem like he was acting. No, he was playing Will Smith. He wasn't, he wasn't menacing. I was hoping Will Smith would, would be menacing. Yeah. He was doing his usual Will's, his, like, I'm going to sleepwalk through this part, you know, be jokey, jokey Will Smith, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It, you know, put some more, put some more hair back on his head and call him Agent J. I mean, that's, <laughs> it, yeah. you know, it, I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's, that's, I agree with you. I think Joel Kinnaman would have made a much better dead shot. Than yeah. Will he Smith. was, he was definitely more menacing than as Rick Flagg than Will Smith was. Right. 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 And I was thinking about this after I saw the movie, I'm like, I don't care that Deadshot has to be, he doesn't have to be white or black. Right. He wears a mask most times. Yeah. But in terms of menacing or, betr- you know, seems like he could be a, a slimy guy, mm-hmm. you know, 
Joel Kinnaman's got that look down. He's got the bags under the eyes all the time. He's right. just – it was just – I really think they, they should have just flopped it. But that was the meteor part was uh, was Deadshot. Also, no. Kinnaman was a last second replacement for uh, Tom Hardy. So there, there there's also that. Right. And I like Kinnaman. I like a lot of stuff he does. I don't hate him. I don't think he was terrible in this movie. It's yeah. just, you know – Poor guy just keeps getting into the wrong things. Yeah. It seems like Brandon. What were you going to ask? There's uh, a few act. Earlier. There's a few actors in that movie who oh, <laughs> who you could oh, uh, God. assign to that. No, I please. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll please uh, let me let me let Brandon ask you what 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 he was going to ask you because I, okay. I have many more things to say. Brandon, go ahead. All right. So there are three questions you always want to as a writer. There are three questions you always want to ask your audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, who wants what? Why do they want it? And why do you care? Correct. Right. Correct. They didn't answer any of those questions. Right. <laughs> Not well, ex- well, no, they did for a couple. What for was a the mission? Characters. What was the mission? The mission was to stop Cara Delevingne's June Moon. No, <laughs> that was secondary. That's how, I, that's how I heard. That was secondary. Oh, I'm sorry. The mission was actually to uh, was it to rescue find rescue, out rescue why right? why rescue that was because the, uh, the uh, yeah. Because the, the subway thing, the, the thing in the subway with the um, when June Moon popped out and made made out with the black guy, right? And brought back, brought back her brother. His, his yeah. name is Incubus, technically, which I learned from reading some of the reviews. I'm yeah. glad they never really said that in the movie because I, that's one of my favorite bands uh, <laughs> until they went soft a couple albums ago. Um, and I just didn't. As much as I don't like some of the recent output, I just I just didn't want that band name ruined. Yeah, <laughs> and for, for, I mean for that matter, like yeah, because if there's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah, we yeah. think of with just, Suicide you know, Squad, is a great album. Yeah, uh, if there's one thing we think about with Suicide That's Squad, it's it's dealing with. Uh, you know, like really, really like magical threats. Like that's absolutely something that that the Suicide Squad should be called in for. Ugh. Oh, absolutely yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> That question. Well, I mean, everyone... it would it would if if the mission like I, I assume <laughs> that the mission was basically to test the Suicide Squad to yeah. see if they could work together as a unit, right? Which is why they were going going to rescue Waller, mm-hmm. but it wasn't supposed to be because it doesn't make sense if she was already in the city. When all this crap is going down, yeah. why is she ordering? The, why are they being ordered? To, oh, God, oh, my head's starting to hurt now. Coincidence, Jamal, come on. Lucky oh. coincidence. Well, okay, here's, here's the cynical nature in me also, uh, and you, know, you guys can agree or disagree. Number one, they used Enchantress because they wanted to use Enchantress before Thor used Enchantress. Right. Okay. So that is Correct. quite literally the only reason why she's in this fucking movie is so that they could basically give a giant middle finger up to Marvel, being like, "Ha we used this character before you guys, suckers." Uh, oh, and Cara Delevingne playing a doctor of archaeology is right up there with Denise Richards playing in a nuclear scientist. <laughs> she's like twenty-three. Yes. Yes. yes thank. You. Y- yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Maria Bello wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> or honestly, Michelle Pfeiffer uh, in in Batman Returns was was more believable uh, oh. for me than 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 this. Just ugh, no. Um, and n- number number two uh, on this on this whole thing was they wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy. It was so obvious Absolutely, yes. oh, in yeah. every single way, but. 
they didn't have to be. Because the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is that they're not actually bad guys. Like, they might be quote-unquote criminals, but they're not bad guys. None of them are. No, the Guardians of the Galaxy are the lovable losers. Exactly. Thank you. And you know? that's not what the Suicide Squad is. The whole goddamn point of the Suicide Squad is that these are bad motherfuckers who are called in to mop up. They're called in to clean up a shitty situation. Right. And not only did the movie betray that, but the score betrayed it, which goes back to what I said about the freaking you know, trailer company putting things together for this because – Every single time they went into action, and, and Brandon, I, I know I know you liked it, but you had to have recognized this, that there was a positive score. There was a happy, heroic score playing every single time oh, they went into yes, battle. Yes. What the hell? Absolutely, yeah. Especially with that scene uh, with Deadshot on the car. Yes. <laughs> like the you, most boring scene ever. Yeah, you need like a rap soundtrack. You need like a, at least something like like maybe like some heavy metal going in there. You need something that works with the characters as opposed to which was basically a what we were a behemoth would have been awesome yeah come on well, or, if you want, or if you want to keep it musical put it in a, in a minor key at least this right. was you know major full score like yeah it didn't take it didn't take me out all the way because I that we lose them again Oops, hi. Pa- parent, yeah, hi. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, are, are, are you actually back, Brennan? No. All right. Whatever. I, I never left. Yeah. Okay. 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 Appar- your your Wi-Fi uh, apparently today has decided to be the shit, as in shitty. Yeah, I know. All right. This is, um, I'm looking on trying to get back. Okay. All right. Okay, well, so glad well, you could join us. We're we're we're, for- we're, tra- we're transitioning uh, away from you for a minute while you figure that out, and we'll we'll get back to talking to you in a second. Uh, oh, this is so gonna sound great on live. Oh, it really it totally is because at least we're still having a conversation. But <laughs> um, all right, I I gotta I gotta mention him, Juggalo Joker. No, no, no! I want to go back to the soundtrack. Oh, you want to go back to the soundtrack? You, go ahead. you were on the soundtrack, so go let's ahead. let's vamp while Brandon comes back and Please, we can talk Brandon, about the soundtrack. Ahead, all right. I. I don't mind modern music in movies. In fact, I'm always kind of like, hmm, here's a hard rock song I would put there. Right. right. But um, the the way – I don't mind it, and people certainly use it very well sometimes. Um, this one, I think, was just a little too, like, ADD. Yes. Uh, in terms of, like – they sh- if they're do- they were doing some montages, and I understand if each character you want to give them a song that's recognizable for that montage, fine. But when they're all ammoing up and putting on their outfits and stuff mm-hmm. in a two-minute scene, for you to go through three songs just because you want Harley Quinn to have some funky carnival music from Eminem, <laughs> it's not a good idea. It just It was so jarring to go from like one thing to then go to like the without me and then back to something else to yeah. the bum 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 bum. It was like, dude, just pick a song for four minutes, play it out. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. I mean, and and that's and that's the thing. I mean, when you and go- is that song even on the soundtrack? I don't know. I don't think so. But that they that's- got this soundtrack that's supposedly fancy or good or original, and then it sounds like they didn't use half those songs. Yeah, right. In the film, where at least Guardians of the Galaxy, the twelve songs on the cassette 
are in the movie and they are the soundtrack. Right. They they are integral to the uh, to the feel of the movie. Right. You know, it's set up that way. It, you know, that's why it works better. It's it's why you can't have the exact same music for the exact same scene you were using in the in the trailer as it plays out in the movie. Like there's no reason for that. I mean, even with even if you go back to Star Trek Beyond, um because yeah, I mean, Star Trek Beyond uses sabotage. Like, yes, right. you know that that's that's one of the <laughs> that key. Was awesome. It was awesome, and it's one of the key points of the movie. But it's not in the exact same way it was done in that first, you know, in, in that in that first bit. Like, because that would have been stupid. <laughs> I love that song, riffing on sabotage. Next time you come down to Orlando and go to Universal Studios, yeah. not Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios proper, mm-hmm. you ride the rock and roller coaster. They have many songs. They have country. They have rap. They have rock. Mm-hmm. They ha- also have sabotage, mm. and they time the drop on the uh, roller coaster with the drop in the song with the the ah. It starts just as you're going downhill. Mm-hmm. It is the best song, and I've listened to many of them on that song. It is the best song for that coaster. Yeah, and you get but, to pick but, your song but, in your seat. But them using sabotage in Star Trek Beyond is actually a callback to the first Star Trek movie. So it, it makes sense, right? You know, if you've watched all three movies, then you know why 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 you would use that. Yeah, and the uh, the running joke is they keep calling it classical music. <laughs> yeah. You're right, <laughs> but with 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 this too, every like un, unlike when and I I actually hear Brandon in the background now, so apparently mm-hmm. he is on this call, even though Skype tells me he's not. Um, but I my 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 thing about the soundtrack in this is that every single time a song played that was familiar, it actually jumped me out of what was going on because I felt like I was watching a music video. Right. Like yeah, I think that's the point, though. Yeah, but yeah, I think that really is the point because if you look at that first trailer, the first trailer felt like a music video, correct? Right, right. So that they wanted to keep something familiar for the audience to go back into. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie. I know that, but it's not. <laughs> let me look at look at the, the demography of the audience. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Those the kids who are just pop culture at that age are looking at what YouTube videos, right? Right. right. So really, if you if you think about it, this movie will look really really good on YouTube when you, when you look at it, like little five minute clips of it. Right. Yeah. But well, you- no, Brandon. Brandon's got a point. There's actually in in terms of marketing, uh, there is actually there is a reason that it's done specifically because of the current generation being more adept and at going between social media. And uh, they're they want a full immersive experience. So jumping from like say watching something on Netflix and like being on their phones or being on their laptop and looking up stuff about the show that they're watching at the same time mm-hmm. uh, is something that you know the current generation is more adept at than say we are. So what you're saying is that this was playing for the assholes in the theater sitting in front of me with their phone looking shit on IMDb as they're watching a damn movie. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. screw those guys. Um, <laughs> no, and, and and you know what? And that and that's my major issue with with this is that 
there are parts of a movie that, yes, I will totally agree, play wonderfully as clips, and that's and that's fine. But mm-hmm. if you're using that as a detriment to the story itself, you've made a huge mistake, okay? Because no one's going to want to look up your, like, four-minute clip if it's a movie they didn't like. Right. You know? And, and, that's, and that's just it. I'm not going to be going on YouTube after the fact to watch, uh, you know, Deadshot, bu- you know, freaking shoot up a whole bunch of people because I'm probably never going to watch this movie again. Or if, if I am, it's going to be randomly on FX when it's, you know, being cut up by commercials in the first place. I can go take a piss. But I, it's just, it's a fundamental flaw. I hate to bring in Marvel. I'm going to just this once. Oh. Just, just no, 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 just this once, just, just to make a point. You can't. Yeah, well, tough shit. I'm making it anyway. They're not the same. I know they're Apples not. and oranges. Brent, let me finish my point. I'm only bringing them in for this one specific point. It's that the Civil War fight scene, okay? I've watched it on YouTube. It stands on its own. You don't have to have seen any, have seen any of the movie, and it plays terrific. They don't use any cheap tricks to make that terrific. This movie uses cheap tricks to make their clips clips. That's my problem. That's my main issue. No cohesion whatsoever. And I, I just, I, why? <laughs> I just I mean, keep going back to If you really want to pick why. on, I would have said that they didn't use their characters. Well, that too. Yes, yeah. please. I mean, oh my God. Can you remember one moment in this movie other than anything involving Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, or Deadshot that stood out to you? Uh, Killer Croc swimming like a crocodile for some goddamn reason. (laughs) And then so Amanda asked me, what's up with that guy? Because he looked really cool, but what's up with him? And I'm like, "Uh, he's got a skin condition? Technically, that's why he looks like that, and he filed his teeth down. And then immediately she goes, so how did he breathe underwater? I'm like... He's a crocodile? Because <laughs> he was supposed to be King Shark originally, and then they couldn't... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Prop, props to them for not going the Jim Lee Killer Croc from Batman Hush with all that stuff and going right. the classical Killer Croc. I really liked his look until I, he took off his jacket and he looked really skinny. I officially... Yeah, he like strong as crap. He did. I, and I officially called him like, New Orleans Groot Hulk. Um, <laughs> it's just, it was just because there's so many appliances on his head, it made his head look way bigger. Yeah. And uh, and obviously they didn't get the same thing for uh, his body, because when he took off his shirt, I'm sure Mr. Echo is. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your real name, my friend. But uh, <laughs> neither I'm sure can Mr. I. Echo is is a very apparently he looks like he should be a very tall buff dude, but he did not appear that way in this film, and uh, that's not his fault. Yeah, no, that's the makeup's fault. Three quarters so. of the squad are underwritten. Oh, um, three quarters. Three quarters. One guy That's didn't even generous. make it past the first reel. Yeah, thank you. And, <laughs> and hmm, what a shock. The guy Seriously. who didn't get an introduction is the one <laughs> who gets killed off in the first five minutes. You know, they couldn't pick a better guy. Not Adam Beach. Adam Beach is a fine actor. I love him in SVU. Yes. Um, they couldn't pick a better character, let me put it this way, to kill off than Slipknot. I was like, Slipknot? That's a band. <laughs> I've never heard of a DC Comics character named Slipknot. Great, we had it. There we is had, a, he is he is he is a DC Comics character. He and is. then, well, and then they go, 
His name is Slipknot, not because he hangs people, but because he's a man who can climb anything. Uh, it's like, what the fuck kind of power is that? <laughs> what were we going to say, Brennan? Well, the last one we saw Slipknot was in, what, uh, Identity Crisis getting choked out by one by right. woman. Okay? Yeah. So, look, he had red shirt written all over him. Right. But... And who, now, I, I got confused, though, because I thought... Who was the guy in the casino that was winning? That was losing all the money. That was the that was the prison guard from the. Not very to be confused from the guy from True Blood who worked for the Joker, right? Who looked very oh, similar. Okay. Yeah. I got all right. So I thought he was on the team somewhere. I'm like, where the hell is he at? He's nowhere to be found after that. And, and well, uh, I, th- I thought that um that I forget his name now. He's in Neighbors Two. Oh, it's on the tip Mike of my Bar- tongue. Ike Barinholtz. Ike Barinholtz. Thank you. He's a really talented comedian. Yeah. I thought he was going to be working for the Joker. Hmm. But instead, they had the guy from True Blood, whose name I can't remember on the show or as an actor. Right. I just was like, he's the guy from True Blood. And unfortunately, they both had the same haircut yeah. and mm-hmm. the same you know, facial hair. But to tie it back to Assault on Arkham, confusing. To, to, to tie it back to Assault on Arkham, since I brought it up you know, right at the beginning of our conversation here, uh, at least with that, because they do almost the exact same thing which is they introduce every character yes they actually introduce every character and right. give them a, a a formal introduction and then they blow KGB's head off because you didn't see that coming right it still happened you knew slipknot was toast the minute <laughs> he didn't get a fucking introduction yeah, you're telegraphing your moves here. Like this is WCW level shit. Well, you know, let's be honest. You know, Slipknot's only real enter- enemy is Firestorm, and you're not going to have him show up. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not part of the DC movie universe yet. Yet, yet. And, come on. I mean, oh, oh, and that brings me to another point. This is the second time Flash has showed up where you couldn't even really tell it was Flash. Yeah, I don't like the speed effects that they're doing for the movie Flash. Me neither. I, I, you know, it, it's it says something when you know the TV show is doing a better version of the Flash. Than, yeah, than the, yeah. Why? Because it's love. That's why. That's true. That's yeah. that's true. Well, just like I'm sure a certain TV show is going to do a much better go- uh, job with a, a man with an S on his uh, on his. Oh, chest, I'm, yeah, but... I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, uh, to be fair to Ezra Miller. He still seems really excited about playing the character. Oh, I'm sure he's very excited. He seems so I'm hoping he does a good job. And he watches Rick and Morty. The you know, see that Barry Allen watches Rick and Morty in the in the movie universe. That makes him different. You know what I I equate what DC has done so far with their three films to I have just seen whatever happened to the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. The, 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 where they're talking about the, the death of Superman, Tim Burton's De- you know, death, death of, of Superman, Superman lives, lives. What happens? Yeah. Yes, the death of Superman lives. Yeah, I equate equated very much to that. You have a lot of very talented people, yeah, involved with these productions, who have should not be touching these characters because they don't understand them totally. Yeah, and it's really I think. My one of my biggest problems mm-hmm. 
with the movie as a whole, and we'll you know we'll get to you know Mr. J, you know, uh, as, as we go forward. Yeah. But one of my biggest problems with this movie is that it normalizes the relationship between jo- the Joker and Harley. Oh God, yes. Yeah, that's one it, of the things that I that I saw in the reviews and stuff that people were like, they totally got it, and then I'm watching no, this movie and I'm going, they totally missed it. Not, I mean. <sighs> All you need to do is watch one or two animated series things to get down what the mm-hmm. fuck's going on. That she's obsessed, that he's abusive, and doesn't really give a fuck about her. Right. Not at all. I'm going to come rescue her. Hell no. No. Not once, like, not twice, not three times. Uh, you be like, oh, you got out of prison? Good for you. Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> That's what he would say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. His response would be, oh, you're here. You're still here. Why are right. you here? Yeah. Ray. Yeah. Go do something. Just And if don't. he had if if he they had written that in the script, I bet Jared Leto's Joker would have been more than just one note. Yeah. That one note being hey, I, the I whole wish, time. I wish I had the Reddit thread open actually, because there there's a list of deleted scenes. I Again, not entirely verified, but I, I, I kind of believe the source just because it, this could have very well been somebody who saw one of the original cuts. But there is a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor that adds to the abusive relationship between that Joker wouldn't surprise that would not surprise me in any way, shape, or form because yeah. it feels like the whole movie feels like there's 40 minutes of footage that was cut out of it. Oh, my God. That you should know have been no, in there. That's fine. I, I, to me, that might have fixed their relationship, but it doesn't fix the problem that Jared Leto and probably thought this was his movie, and it's not a Joker movie. Right. It's not a Joker movie. But, and... And, and he's not even the main villain. If he was the main villain, this would have been, and they had the 40 minutes in there, I would have been totally fine. Yeah. If it's... Suicide Squad versus the Joker. Right. Totally fine. Brandon, agree or disagree that Joker should have just been the main villain of this? I I disagree only because I don't I don't want him to be the main villain of this. I when you put him in a movie like this, mm-hmm. he should be there just for flavor, just to color things or to you know No. No. A, a little look. Let's be honest. A little bit of Joker goes a long way in a, in a lot of movies. Yeah. No, and, he's so okay. In, the Joker in the past has been so strong. You can't. If you're going to use him, in my opinion, use him. Yeah. They didn't use him in this movie. I agree. He's. I, the, I agree with that. Yeah. You, you can you can take out every scene with the Joker in it, and there's still a movie there. Right. Like that's it's it, much more coherent because yes. he doesn't show up all of a sudden right. four or five times yeah, for and, no reason. And going back to Assault, Assault on Arkham again, I'm going to keep mentioning it because I, I, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I had not seen it until Brent brought it up, actually. And until, mm, really? until, until he linked to that CBR article, I had not watched it. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, gave me a copy uh, last year, and I hadn't gotten around to it yet. Dude, that scene with Harley Quinn, this is in Assault on Arkham, not in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Harley Quinn against the glass, with the gun, with the Joker, finally able the chance to really confront and get back at her abuser yep. after she's gotten out of his like mind control mm-hmm. in that animated film. So powerful. Yeah. 
so powerful. Also, it's it's really disturbing to hear Princess Bubblegum as the voice of Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no, it, it it absolutely it works so much better there. But you know, Joker is the main villain of Assault on Arkham, and they make it work, and it's a believable threat for the Suicide Squad because yet again. I've said it. I've said it once before. I'll say it again. I don't want to see them take on mystical threats. It's not at all their wheelhouse. There's no one on the team that is equipped for that. Right. Uh, it depends on when they did the team, but you, there was one or two. Right. But well, if Enchantress was actually on the team, they would have been equipped. Sure. With her and El Diablo. Right. That's true. And El Diablo, I enjoy, by the way. I mean, you know, not to knock on this movie entirely. Like El Diablo was actually done way better than I was expecting it to. Like I. Right. That was, in fact, actually, he reminded me a lot of uh, what the hell was the name of that Kyle Rayner villain? Was it Effigy? Uh, yeah, Effigy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that that's what his power set reminded me of the most. Um, not obviously not in personality because Effigy is a freaking basically he is Kyle's Joker. Right. Um, but I I was reminded a lot of that with the fire effects that were going on and that 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 oh, made yeah, me happy flame, inside. Um, the flame constructs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but you know he he was way more fully formed than I was expecting him to be from the from the trailer. I just expected him to be that guy who, like, they had to, like, egg on to use his powers to get out of scenarios, and he actually had a pretty decent backstory to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's pretty pretty sure that, like, Jay Hernandez and David Arrow Buds, yeah. they were in, uh, he was in End of Watch with them. I mm-hmm. think he was in Fury. Okay. Both of which, two great David Arrow movies. Right. right. End of Watch, very no, good. No, End of Watch is great. I yes. wish there had been more of End of Watch in Suicide Squad. Yes. Well, I, I, in Fury, I was going to pass on Shia LaBeouf, but actual Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf aside, actual acting Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, great movie. Great tank movie. Great World War II movie. Mm. Holy cow, was I impressed by that movie. I had no expectations to, watching that movie. I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Yeah. And so they, in my mind, in, 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 so end of watch, they're cops. They're not really like good cops. They're not really like bad cops. They're kind of in the middle somewhere. Um, Fury, they're not great. Like they're not hero soldiers. They're all kind of assholes. Yeah. You know? Um, so I under, in sabotage well, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, not a good, great movie. Uh, it's entertaining. It's like an FX movie. You can turn it on. I watched it on Netflix and was like, Okay, I'm glad I watched this for free on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but that, all, all those characters in Sabotage were all dirty, crooked cops. Mm. So, based on that track record, they're like, David Ayer and Suicide Squad was a no brainer. Sure. Unfortunately, something else happened. Yeah. And yeah, it's called it's, Studio. The Studio, yes, but. I, you, See, I heard Brandon turn right there, just yeah. like in Man of Steel. <laughs> Just like in Man of Steel. Okay, well, no, no. Go, going into this, also, I mean, Brandon said he enjoyed it on Facebook, but he had problems with it. This is not a Man of Steel scenario where basically, oh, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I told you. I, I told you I'd be on the wrong side of history on this one here. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, David David Ayer. I almost guarantee you that five or ten years down the line, we're gonna hear his Josh Trank story. We're we're gonna hear what went on, actu- what actually went on behind the scenes, and we're gonna get his real opinions on what went down. Right now, he's, you know, gagged by DC to say that, oh, this is how I intended it. I mean, uh, I'm I'm happy with the cut. I mean, you know, I I wanted seven rock songs in this. I mean, I think that that's absolutely 
the right way to go and, and you know i mean the, the 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 story makes sense and the third act is not laughable at all i mean I, I, <laughs> and do you know why he does, do you know why he's saying that because he likes money exactly he wants to eat again exactly <laughs> he doesn't want to become josh trank <laughs> <laughs> yeah josh trank who lost his star wars job and you've not heard one word of since uh i think because he went into self-exile which obviously, honestly, good for him because him being away from movies is probably a good idea right now. Right. So people can forget a little bit. But this is uh, so bad. <laughs> now, now, question though. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy Enchantress until she started speaking English? No. No. Yeah, really? I did. Yeah. I liked I liked her look. I liked her movements. I thought the hand thing, how she turned into Enchantress in the Pentagon, was well, fucking okay, no, cool. That, that was cool. That right. was that was well done. Give you that. Give you that. Yeah, because that that was that was still when the movie was trying to be serious, right? And when it took its, you know, slapstick Ghostbusters turn, that's when it completely lost me. So yes, I I will I will agree with you there, Brandon. That like at first Enchantress at least had me intrigued. I just I didn't want her to be the villain of the piece. Uh, I agreed also too, but I, mean, I kind of saw it coming from a mile away though. Yeah, I mean, I heard I heard reports from it also too, and then they re- released that it was I forgot I forgot what they called him in the reports. Incubus. No, they they didn't call him Incubus in in the reports. Creed. Um, uh, stained. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, Wimp Wim Yeah. Gnar. Guar. Yes. But let me, um, let me just name as many better villain. Yeah, that's we, at least a whole band. Let me name as many <laughs> better looking like, outfits, like early two thousands bands as I as I possibly can here. Rest uh, in peace, Dave Brocky. Pod. Uh, no. Uh, all right. Fine. <laughs> if you're a hardcore metal fan and you just understood what I said, please give me a shout out on the comments on the Facebook thread. Done. Because I because I didn't understand what you said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I. And, and all right, Harley Quinn. Because we haven't talked much about her portrayal yet she was um, fine yeah she was okay yeah the but, problem um, is that they messed up her relationship but i feel like with better writing she she still makes a great harley quinn her accent kept dropping i didn't notice that as much as i noticed that just like we had surmised mm-hmm. when they said we're doing reshoots not for humor than for action yeah and there was that report that all of the humor was in the trailer. It was in the trailer. Right. And there went Harley Quinn's best lines. You're right. Mm-hmm. So that in the movie, when I was watching her, she was pretty forgettable. Yeah. Because I'd already seen her very lines. That vexing line, yeah. a good line. Unfortunately, I'd already seen it ten times. Can, can, right. I, can I fanboy rant for a minute? Go for it. All right. No. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot, movie, for showing me how fucking good she looked in the real Harley Quinn outfit, along with a real-looking <laughs> Joker in the tux and shit. And oh, that Joker was looked a good in the tux. That you outfit know, was crap. You know that was a reshoot. That, was that, was, a, that, that outfit yeah. was crap. I, I, that, that was a reshoot, but that looks so much better no. than what she wore in the damn thing, which, uh, again, this is according to reports, but they actually photoshopped at least a little bit of her shorts down even further. No, 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 no. I think no. what you looked at was her Photoshop shorts being covered up. Yeah. They So what you saw in the trailer was... All right, I'll give you that, yeah. They covered her up for right. air, okay. and then what you saw in the film was the actual length. All right, I get you. Okay, fine. Because she complained about wearing those shorts in some yeah. interview, and I don't think that 
she would have complained if her ass wasn't hanging out the right, entire right. time she was walking around for three months. But she looked damn yeah. better in the Harley Quinn outfit than she did in that, you know, short, short Daisy Duke shit that she was I, running around. From with. the three seconds they showed, I didn't like it at all. I liked it. What about you guys? It looked okay. I mean, I could... It, it looked it, 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 and here's the reason why I say it was definitely part of the reshoots. It looked like it was put together at the last minute. Yeah, right. it was slapdash. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she takes out the costume and hugs it. Also, uh, yeah, but it's not the same suit. That's the thing, you know. Was it not the same suit? No, it wasn't uh, the same suit. Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. It's still closer to it though. Right. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining my rant. Damn yeah. It. Well, e- either way, though, I just i i'm i miss when Harley Quinn wore clothes. I really do. DC has been doing their best to skimpify her since the right. New Fifty Two, and i I don't appreciate it. She could be an attractive woman that wears clothes. I there's nothing wrong with that. What do you expect from the same fan base that flipped their fucking lid when Wonder Woman wore pants in the Jim Lee costume and uh, on one cover? Yeah. I, and I actually like the pants, too. I, I love the look, pants. I love the pants. I loved both pants outfits. Jamal has no experience whatsoever with uh, with clothing. No, uh, no, no, none at all. <laughs> Sorry, Jamal. <laughs> but, but still, though, like, it's just, uh, I don't know. Well, all right, fine. I'll, I'll get over it. But Joker... No. <laughs> Hashtag not my joker. All that. Are you trying to sweet talk me? <laughs> Is all that chit chat going to get you hurt? Cha cha. I can't he was wait just, to show you my toys. It was just one note. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to hurt you. Really? Really? Yeah. Do you know where I can find some chimichangas? <sighs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh my god. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Yes. I am I cannot un- I cannot unsee that now, Jamal. Thanks. <laughs> Holy shit. Fire Marshal Joker. Isn't that- Fire Mar- <laughs> Great. So we had we had we had Riddler uh, Lex Luthor. Right. And now we have Riddler Joker. That's yeah, that's just great. That's yeah. fantastic. Ugh. No, not Riddler Joker. Fire Marshal Joker. Fire Marshal Joker. I'm Fire sticking with Juggle Joker though. That's Juggle. Yeah, I it, the proper description of the look. Yeah, which I don't yeah. mind. I, I okay. First off, it grew on me. Damage is still stupid. Yes, agreed. I like the hand tattoo. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't. I don't really have an issue with that. I the grill. Oh yeah, that that's a problem. Yeah, but Batman knocked his teeth out. Yeah, he doesn't have money for real. Uh, actually, he would have money for real teeth. <laughs> yes, he, he, would. Have, he would have a shit ton of money for a real one. Fuck. Well, that that and and that, that they tried to explain the damage tattoo with the grill. Like, no, he wrote he he tattooed damaged on his forehead because Batman damaged him. Like, shut up. Come on, the Joker is not premeditated. He would never do that. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah, there's there's a little too much thinking going on explaining your the the look. Yeah. Not 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 manic enough for me. And not menacing enough to me to be It was like it was like Jared Leto read one Joker story where he's menacing. Yeah. And then decided he was going to do that the whole time. Right. 
is like is almost like no one gave him mad love. No <laughs> one even gave him like the Killing Joke would have even been a good thing because he's in the, at least in the book anyway, not the animated movie. He's all over the place. Yeah, right. Um, Dark Knight Returns, good Joker story. I mean, there's so many of them. Is it, he didn't even have to watch, even if he had watched the Dark Knight, he still would have given a little bit better performance. Like, you know, it's not too much to ask to, I, I know why actors don't want to watch people who've done it before, but at least like Nicholson, and we know Heath Ledger did because he won an Oscar for it, but mm-hmm. there were variations. In voice, in tone, in right. in you but know. But again, there it was a made... fully built character. But they did have stuff to do. No, but so, here's a, but uh, but again, we we go back to the editing. There may have been more, and there was. There more. may have been a ton. There may I feel like there was probably a lot of stuff. Yeah. that was left out. That probably would have fleshed him out even more. If you believe Jared Leto, there's at least 45 minutes worth of Joker material that was cut from this movie. Right. Well, including we'll including an it. alternate take where uh, Joker throws Harley from the, uh, you know, from from the uh, from the helicopter, helicopter as opposed to her just falling out, like which makes so much more sense for the character. But whatever. <laughs> hey, I. It just he didn't need to be there, and it complicated matters, and it just made it, it made the Joker look weak to me. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what would you what you think? Uh, I was conflicted with the Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I know why they did the thing that they did with the Joker. They wanted to make him quote unquote relatable. Right. And especially especially with the way they portrayed his relationship with Harley where he actually loved her. And that kind of made me upset a little bit. Because mm-hmm. there, there's that what that meme going around in the internet now where there's like uh, I want to love like Harley and the Joker. Oh God. It, no, it, you, I, I, I've, you really, I've seen I've seen it and if you want love like that, you got problems. Yeah. You, you really don't want to love like that. And like you can see in the scene where uh he's like will you die for me? And like, he jumps into the vat of acid and he walks away. I'm thinking, okay, good. That's what the Joker would do. Bye bye Harley. Then he has this look of like, (sighs) he rolls his eyes. Like, I can't want to do this. And he jumps in the acid after I'm like, what? No, no, no. that's that's not the Joker now. I love that the acid didn't even bleach your skin too. It's like, and and the acid just eats your clothes away. That's all it really does. (laughs) Yeah. It makes you, makes you, just makes your makes your skin like a little shade lighter. That's really about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really it's really just like uh, you know getting like like the whitening that uh, that that certain uh, rappers who will not be named wind up getting. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like okay, final name or little Kim. Uh, that basically that that that's that's what she's getting. I just so, ba- so basically they they get their asshole bleached. That's really about it, though. Yeah. Right. Like that's really that's what it is, guys. Like, no, that's not. It it upset me a little bit because the Joker, like I said, a little bit of Joker goes a long way in a a lot of movies, right? And because he, because he is in that zeitgeist of characters where we all know, oh, this the Joker, and he's going to be an ominous presence. So you can sprinkle him in here and there. But when you have too much of them, and too much of a, for lack of a better term, too much of a bad Joker, it just doesn't, 
service the story. But that's just it. And, and I mean, guys, back me up on this. Uh, I I feel like you have to have the Joker be front and center, or don't even bother. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna use him, use him. If they didn't want to use him, then just leave him in the flashbacks. Yes. To tell Harley Harley's origin and nothing else. Yeah. Right. And I think that would have worked a lot better if they would have kept him in the flashbacks. Right. But yeah. Having him in having him in present day to the story just doesn't doesn't really. Yeah. Add it's- anything to it. Especially if you weren't planning on having him even be involved with the with the final fight, which there is a version out there where he is involved with the final fight, right? Um, but we didn't see it because DC likes their cuts. They sure do. They like their multiple cuts of things. They sure do. Ultimate edition of Batman v Superman. Buy it now. No, seriously, buy it because you can't rent it. Uh, sorry, Ran- still really annoyed about that. <laughs> we get both versions when you buy it. It's only fourteen bucks. Yeah, I know it's I know it's only fourteen yeah, bucks, but maybe but, price. but some some people just want to watch it once and then never have to worry about watching it again. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Um So I want to talk about Batman and yes. what a crock of shit David Ayer was in the promotion that uh, he was saying that oh you see Batman from the villain's perspective in this movie. What? No, you fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> he said Batman's gonna be terrifying, gonna be really fucking excited, and then Batman was like the he most looks, boring Batman. He, he the looks saddest like puff, Batman. He looks like Puffy Grandpa. <laughs> he does. Puffy Grandpa in a bat suit. Uh, it's like when Batman came, comes down behind Deadshot. Yeah. Very slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, dude, take him out, disarm the guy, and put him in cuffs. Oh, and, and speak- he wouldn't have bothered talking to the girl until the guy was incapacitated on the ground drooling. Yeah. Oh, and well, look, so, so dumb. Go ahead, Brandon. Well, it's, it's the Arkham Batman, so he, he uses cape flourish to drop them very slowly and get right behind them. <laughs> well, no, and, and how how weak was that after credits scene, or sorry, mid-credits scene, where Waller gives him what he already has on a disc from Lex Luthor? Right. Well, she had more. She had a whole book. Great. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> like here's a little bit more of a dossier for you, uh, so you can fill out your Avengers initiative. I mean Justice League. And why was Waller scared? Really, why was Waller scared? She's she, Amanda freaking Waller. She's exactly. the Wall. Yes. They should be scared of her. Yeah. This is the one who I ran thought, checkmate. Uh, I I thought of this idea this week, thinking about what I wanted to say on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I came up with this cockamamie idea <laughs> that since Batman owned the technology that blew up their heads. Yeah. What if he actually told Walter to create the Suicide Squad and instead at the end of him, them trading things, mm-hmm. he goes, nope, you're right. I don't want any of these people on my team and then walks out. And right. then you're like, whoa, Batman's in t- behind the whole Suicide Squad. Whoa. Da, 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 whoa, what? Batman designed an Android app that blows pe- up people's heads. No, no, that wouldn't have been him. <laughs> okay, sorry. It wouldn't have been him. Yeah. That would have been Walrus Tech. Mm. What happens when that app hangs, by the way? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, it crashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, damn it. Oh, crap, I pressed the wrong button. Oh, well. But All right, <laughs> King Shark, you're in after all. Come yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I completely agree with you, Brent. That would, have, that would have been a lot more dark and actually probably would have worked a hell of a lot better. I mean, DC has a full roster of replacements for these guys. If Harley Quinn died, if the app hung, Joker's daughter. Here's a a good question for the the movie. Mm -hmm. In the introductions, 
they go, yes, Deadshot can hit anything that he aims at, right? Right. They go through Rick Flagg's skills, and Rick Flagg is probably just as good a shot as Deadshot. So why do you need Deadshot? You don't. Because he's Will Smith, man. Probably because Deadshot is somebody to hang the movie on. Well, yeah, and and that's and that's like even you go with like Katana, right? Who, who had very little to do in this movie. Like, oh, wait, 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 she was she was in the movie. What? She was. She was there just to just for Captain Boomerang to drool over. Who had very little to do in this movie, right? I and I'm I can't understand a word that came out of Captain Boomerang's mouth. Me neither. He was doing it a little bit too much. Funny thing is, that's his actual action, though. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe they should have subtitled him. Well, this well, is the, you know what this is the first then. this is the first time Jai Courtney's been in something, and I haven't wanted to like shoot myself in the temple. <laughs> well, just because it wasn't the worst thing in the movie doesn't mean he did a good job. Well, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> But we are talking about a remarkably low bro- low bar compared to Terminator Genesis. Oh God! But but Jamal, he was a brony. Get it? Uh, Get it? It's uh, funny because he was a brony. That was yeah. funny like three years ago. Wait, what? Oh, no, wait. So uh, now I'm confused by that. I thought you said a unicorn fetish, not a not a pony fetish. It came out after the fact. At least that's what David Ayer said that he's a that he's a brony. Because, you know, unicorns and ponies are the same thing. I guess. Right, yeah. I just, I, Captain Boomerang, he's not a menacing character. He really never has been, but he's competent. He, that, that, one of my favorite things about Captain Boomerang is he gets shit done. Right. You know, um, which in Assault on Arkham, yep, brought it up again. Fucking awesome. He's actually one of the best parts of that because he has, he has personality, he, knows how to use the boomerangs in interesting and unique ways and he 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 gets you know he do, he does what he set out to do to do in this or, he hides in a corner drinks whiskey and hits on katana like you can tell me that he couldn't have thrown one of his boomerangs and it sliced off five dudes heads in one tracking shot then been cool yeah mm-hmm. too much work and I, I, I feel like people who really like this movie only like this movie for two out of, like, seven characters. Right. You know, like... Um, Harley and Deadshot? That's it. N- no, I'd say Harley and, and Amanda. All right, okay. Because Amanda Waller's a beast. Uh, she's a beast. Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about Amanda Waller, because she yes. was one of the good things in the movie. Oh, please, yeah. please, let's. Yeah, so uh, I mean, give her more to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I want her. I definitely want her in Justice League. I don't know if she is, but I I at least like to see one or two scenes of Waller in one of these Justice League movies, just to cement her even further. Right. Because for one thing, great actress. Absolutely. You know, I mean, she's great in every single thing I've seen. I've ever seen her in. Um, and really, like you, you need to make the wall the wall. You know, you you need to have her be an unstoppable force in the DC universe without any powers, and that's what she is. Like nobody fucks with Amanda Waller. We don't quite get that in this movie, but we, <coughs> we could get there if they give her enough to do. Right. So I didn't quite understand why she killed those people in the office because they, they didn't need to know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know why she did it, but I thought it. Did well. Her doing it didn't take me out of the movie. That was something she would do. Mm-hmm. Rick Flag standing by idly 
But oh, okay, I'm used to it. That took me out a little bit. Yeah, it it was not out of the realm of possibility for Waller. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Her being in not Chicago, uh, sorry, Midway City, um, mm. and and needing to be rescued by the team, that felt a little weird. Um, no, I, I, was, that, I think that jived a little bit only because no, it was forced. The, it was it was so. It's it's a bad MacGuffin. It's a bad setup. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about bad setups? Let's talk about helicopters. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're still on Waller. All right. Uh, literally in in three minutes, we'll be talking about bad helicopters and the worst pilots that have ever been in movies. But uh, <laughs> but Brandon, I think you had one or two more points to make about Waller. Make them. Yeah, I mean, like having Waller in the squad in to get her out. That that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just again the whole coincidence of her being in uh, Midway City uh, while this goes on while that's happening there while just happens to be that this is where we track Enchantress to or do we not track Enchantress to mm-hmm. the city that again does feel forth so I agree with that I mean like her sending in the squad to get her out of some place doesn't really take me out of the movie it's just, it's just how they got to that point that takes me out a little bit right yeah and and still, like, the 800 times that Waller tries to make the Suicide Squad a thing in the first 29 minutes of this movie, <laughs> um, we kind of needed only, like, two of those at most. Right. <laughs> like, we're putting a team together. Okay, great. Hey, guys, we're putting a team together. Wait. Okay? Hey, guys, we're putting a team together. Uh, all right. I think we already said yes, but... Um, Hey, uh, a cop from Stranger Things. What do you think? Uh, yeah, let's 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 do it. Okay, <laughs> yay! Suicide Squad. Woo! That's no. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, fine. Helicopters. Um, um, this was a fly, right? Hmm. Helicopters are supposed to fly, right? Y- yes, they are. That's the Not- idea. Not crash a lot, right? That's the idea. <laughs> Randomly, right? I I feel like uh, one of two things w- about these helicopter pilots: either I was one day away from retirement, or it was my first day. <laughs> <laughs> well, first day they'd still have hours and hours and hours on a simulator. Honey, honey, you still have to sign this life still insurance policy. <laughs> Um, Don't worry, I'll sign it when I get back. I just bought a boat called the Live Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I feel like these helicopters were being driven by Denzel from uh, from Flight. Like, (laughs) just. I know it looks cool and all, but real helicopters don't fly in between buildings like that. No, they don't. Can't guarantee the clearance. They would pull up and fly away. And and the combination of the helicopters. And the the gyrating of of Enchantress and the whole execution of the third act, I'm one hundred percent serious when I say I was cracking up for the last fifteen minutes of the movie. I, me and 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 the girl that I, that I that I was seeing it with were cracking the hell up, and we weren't the only ones. Mm-hmm. There were at least five or six other people 
sitting in rows in front of us and behind us that were doing the exact same thing. And that's not at all what they wanted. They wanted us to laugh at the jokes, not at the action. But we were laughing at the action. Not good. Not good, folks. Not good. Was was there similar reaction at, at any of your screenings, or is this is, is this just what happens in Queens? No, there were there were yeah, it, there there were there were people laughing at parts that you know you wouldn't expect them to laugh at, and that's always a bad sign. Yeah. So, it just I I'm almost speechless at this point. I I just I DC is in so many different directions with their with their properties that they need to choose one and go with it. And I'm genuinely worried about Wonder Woman because that uh, looks okay, really Wonder good. But I don't believe them anymore. I don't believe them anymore. And I this is technically three strikes and you're out with right. Suicide Squad, but I'm going to give Wonder Woman a shot. And if it, if it doesn't work for me, I'm not even going to bother with Justice League. I'm just I'm just gonna wait till frickin' VOD. Like it's just right. not. I can't do this anymore, guys. I can't settle for mediocre. Like uh, life's too short. Exactly. Thank you. Life's way too short. Please, man, preach. That's ah, uh, just come on, come on. What do you? Why do you gotta keep doing this to me, DC? <laughs> I like your comics again. Maybe like your goddamn movies. Well, you know what? With they made Jeff the president. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you know he's he's doing wonders with the the TV stuff. Yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, there'll be some influence. He'll have a little bit more influence. But you know, I yeah, thank I you. just don't know. Your your tone says it all, man. Your tone says it all. I want to be I want to be positive. I know. So do because I. I. Because I love the, the what they're doing on television. They just need to translate that. Over to the film division. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Brandon, thoughts? Oh God, I want to. Uh, <laughs> so many thoughts. So many thoughts. Like, like you, you know me. I I'll, will go see a bad movie in a minute. I will sometimes pay money to go see a bad movie. Right. Bad movie, man. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever. We had cheesesteaks. It was all good. That's true. Yeah. But I, I don't fear for Wonder Woman, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, I, I again, oh God, fully one shame on me. <laughs> I, it, the trailer looks good. Yeah. And I, they ha- have, at least in my opinion, a, a director who's got a better track record than, well, not so much David Ayer, but I mean, it's got a, a pretty decent track record. That's oh, true, yeah. Better track? She directed one movie. Well, yeah, it, yeah. You know what? Actually, that that's not. You're right. That's that. That's actually not fair. She uh, and, and she she almost directed Thor. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I kind of kind of dance around the last sentence. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, with now, like you said, we, Jeff is in charge of. He, he's in charge of of, of he's, in essence is the, the Kevin Feige for DC. Right. And he's got his hand in all of them now. And now we're, he got into a stage where Wonder Woman is wasn't done enough for, for him to actually put his hands into the dirt and actually till the soil also with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Suicide Squad was pretty much in the books by the time he got to the job. So. Oh, totally. It was, not even right. pretty much. It was. Yeah. This was, though I will give this one a wash. Uh, and now, 
I want to be positive with this whole new tone that they're going to put forward because he knows comics. He, know, he knows how to translate them, Green Lantern aside, into to film. Right. And even with Green Lantern, that wasn't even his fault. He was just he was just a producer of the film. He wasn't even the lead producer. Yeah. So I mean, I I I'm, want to be optimistic for the films because I don't I don't want to be just you know oh I, I'm all Marvel films because you know it's not fair to the characters which I've been reading for 30 some odd years now. Right. Plus also apparently my opinions on movies in the summer don't matter anymore because all the movies that I liked did shitty in the box office and this is like making bank. So I don't know. I don't understand anything anymore. God damn it. Star <laughs> like, God damn it. Star Trek. What the hell? Yeah. Star, Star Trek Beyond isn't making anywhere near as much money as it should. Ghostbusters right. quote unquote tanked. And uh, here we are with Suicide Squad making, you know, a gajillion dollars, even though it's, it has dropped off significantly in its second week and will probably continue to do so. But Well, part of the reason is these movies cost so much to, to make and market. It's almost impossible for them to get to unless they really have legs. It's almost impossible to, to make a profit back. Yeah. So if you if you look at the box office week to week, I, mm-hmm. I, I watch um, – a YouTube channel called Beyond the Trailer with Grace Randolph. She worked in some comics for Marvel or whatever. Yeah, right. She does a box office report every single Monday on the, you know, before the day is over, analyzing the numbers. And I've watched this particular part of her uh, YouTube channel for at least two years. There's very few times that a, a movie drops less than 60%. Mm-hmm. Like, a 60% drop is very typical, at least from what I've seen from her reporting. So sure. for people to be making a big deal about this quote-unquote huge drop... Um, it was what, 72%, I think? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that it's a huge it was, drop. It's it pretty was, typical. It was, it was, it's it was more pretty... than the average, but it wasn't like, you know, that we've had movies that have dropped 30% all summer, and then this one all of a sudden drops 60%. Yeah. But it's about the horse race, Brent. You know that. Yeah, you know, it's you know, people don't have a vested interest unless something's making a lot of money or it's losing a lot of money. Right. And also, too, look, no one really cares about the second weeks for films anymore. It's right. all about that. For, it's all about that first week. It's true. It's all about this, and more specifically, it's about that first weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. The that, first two week, th- the first two weekends are the one are the weekends that people look at, and not even so. And you're right. The second weekend, they're not really looking at it so much. They're but they they look at it in comparison to whatever else is be whatever new film is being released on the second weekend. Yeah, two things right. matter. Two things matter. How's it going to do in China? And how did it open opening week in the U.S.? Right. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter how it does it internationally unless you're World of Warcraft and you make all your money internationally. Uh, you know, like yeah. that's that's a very rare occurrence these days. So that's that that's where I'll go with that. Um, I think we pretty much shot our, our bolt here. Uh, to, oh, I have one question, though. Yeah. One question. Who the hell was Scott Eastman? Why Nobody. was he movie? He was a buddy. That's it. He, he, he was not a character. He was not a, a character. He was just I, 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 cannon, I, 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 he was I, I, cannon fodder. Poor Scott Eastman must have been reading those rumors for years going, fuck, I wish that were true. Fuck, <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> Wait, what, He's going to be Dick Yes. What, no, what character? Uh, hold on. What character? Wh- wh- where was he in the movie? I, I, I'm, I'm trying was to like, place what it is. He was, he was the he bearded was, was guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he played GQ. Um, 
Gotcha. And he was the guy who sacrificed himself, we think, yeah. uh, when the bomb went off. All right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, he was nobody. His, so his I want to ask a question of Jamal. He may or may not know or may or may not feel comfortable talking about this. Right, go ahead. It might be suicide. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Squad. Talking about um, Jeff Johns taking over. Mm-hmm. As as president, I don't know if he's still involved with films or whatever, but I kind of don't know if he's his writing has fallen off the last couple of years. I think a little bit, and I kind of don't know if he's as a gen- big a genius as everyone wants or flaunts him to be. I, so I, I was kind of wondering if Jamal was brave enough to speak about it because <laughs> I don't. I'm kind of afraid to put my my faith in Jeff Johns at this point. Right. Rebirth, he was, he's not, wasn't one of the co-publishers, so I can't fault him entirely. Right. His uh, Justice League book on there was pretty consistently mm-hmm. good for the couple years we had Rebirth, but... You mean New, um, New, New 52. Rebirth is actually good. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. You're right. New 52. I'm talking yeah. about New 52. Yeah. But I don't know, just something... He's lost focus or something, and I mean, I know the Green Lantern I, I movie wasn't be, completely will, his fault. I just, I, I don't be, know if he's as a creative genius as everyone in the comic book community either says he is or thinks he is going to be. So I'm afraid to put my faith behind him. The, you know what? I will be completely honest and say, I think he's. I still think he's a talented writer. I haven't read his Justice League. <laughs> I stopped reading Justice League probably three issues in because yeah. it just didn't do anything for me. And the you same both, thing, yeah. the same thing with his take on Captain Marvel. Like I just didn't enjoy it, and you know, I still consider him a friend. I think he's a very talented writer, but I also think he is. I I think he may be overextended. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that may have a lot to do with it. I think he comes up with great ideas. Yeah. I think there's a reason why Jeff Loeb doesn't write comics anymore for the most part, and it's because he's doing the executive stuff with the TV over at Marvel, and uh, it was taking too much out of him to do both. Also, the fact that you know Jeff Loeb doesn't know how to write anymore. I'm sorry I said it, Uh, Mm. but uh, I didn't see any reviews about Captain America White, and that finished right. Yeah, 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 it did. It came and it went. (laughs) And you don't have to. You know what? Don't be afraid to. Ask me any questions. I don't expect to be working on anything at DC anytime soon. So okay, I, did, I didn't. I didn't want to put you in a position where no, no. Let let let. I will be completely. I will be completely honest. You know, my dance card is full. Yep. You know, and it's not animosity towards DC. I love a lot of the people who who still work there and have a lot of good memories. But you know, that's not going to stop me from being me and being honest. True. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and uh, no, dude. I mean, I I completely respect that. And uh, and going with going with what I just said about Jeff Loeb, though, is that like, there's a reason why he stopped writing comics is to focus on you know what was actually making him money. Right. And that's what I feel is is what Jeff Johns is doing is that mm-hmm. they're they're bringing him in to be the driving force. He can't do th- four things at once. He can definitely try and do two things at once. And I think he's going to do that pretty successfully in, in his right. position, you know, to try and drive both TV and and film in, in a position that makes like sense. I feel like the TV's got it handled. Yeah. Except for Lucifer. 
in Gotham. I, Gotham's kind of schlocky. I, I, hey, well, I don't, I don't think they're, di- and I don't think they're directly involved with Gotham. Right. I, I think that's, you know, they kind of, you know, and yeah. the same thing with Lucifer. They just kind of let them run with yeah. it. I mean, on a bash, the, the uh, Guggenheim, Gotham, so. the Guggenheim Berlanti verse is really what I consider DC yeah. TV. I feel like. Those guys have a good handle on what they are yeah. and what yeah, they want to do. <laughs> and I, dude, and you know we disagree on that. Uh, but I, I still feel like Gotham has managed to ever since the midpoint of season one, where they basically just like threw their hands up in the air and said "fuck it, we'll do what we want, whatever." <laughs> uh, they just like they've actually managed to capture the insanity that I always enjoyed about like late. 90s, early 2000s Batman. Well, it's very Tim Burton-y. So if you don't like the Tim Burton Batman movies, you might not like Gotham. Well, Well, actually, in some ways, though, it reminds me of what I liked about Brubaker and Rucka's Gotham Central. Um... Because Except they, they be, got rid of those characters halfway through the season one. I'm more talking about the Commissioner Gordon stuff. Like they actually use Gordon in a way that reminds me of how they use Gotham Central. Yes, I Gordon's I, great. He just yeah. he's just talks like this all the time. <laughs> Plus, I wouldn't Barbara, be surprised if this, if this series, Lee, if this I we never actually get a Batman in this series, and that this is just an alternate reality where he never becomes Batman. Like that's Book I'd be perfectly okay you. with that. Thank you, thank you, Brent. I get it. <laughs> it's great. I get it. I understand. He's the one who has the gravelly voice in this one. But whatever. It 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 the Berlanti verse, yes, is is definitely the main DC TV stuff. We'll see where the movies go from here. I wanted to touch on on something else, but let, let's let's give our let's give our ratings real quick for the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Brandon, what, what do you give it? I said on Facebook a three point five. I'll drop it down to a. 3.25. It, like I said before, it, it, it stumbles. Yeah. Like, it, it's serviceable, honestly. Let's, look, I went, I looked at it as a casual, mm-hmm. and it's, it's serviceable. Yeah. And nothing too egregious. I mean, there are some jumps in logic, of course, and there are some questionable decisions, but I mean, right. if you're going there just to watch a movie, you're going to enjoy it. It's a, it's like a two and a half at most for me, uh, just because I, it was dull and it was dull. It was stupid. It was mindless. It was like the expendables of DC movies for Mm. me. Like it it was, it was one of those things were almost immediately forgettable after walking out of there. And I, I don't really see myself rewatching it anytime soon. And I, I deserve better than that. I, I just straight up do uh, at this point, Uh, Brent, I'll give it three stars. So an average rating, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen wasn't the best movie I've seen, and it was more watchable, in my opinion, than the Batman v Superman theatrical cut, in that you could follow the scenes from scene to scene. That's true. Yeah. The timeline made sense. Well, I gave the theatrical cut a two, I think, so this is actually yeah. like a better rating than I gave that, so that's, I know. that's something. Uh, Jamal? I would give it a 2.5. Cool. I, did, I didn't hate it as much as you did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and which is which is great to, to for once be the guy who's the most negative about a movie that actually kind of <laughs> makes me feel a little better about myself. <laughs> it's just, uh, I mean, it's it, again, it's what I said before. Uh, you know, to, to quote to quote, uh, you know, Mad Max Fury Road, mediocre. Like I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm done with mediocre. Give me something better than mediocre, DC. Fucking mm-hmm. do that. Make me happy about what I'm going into the theater to watch, and. 
then maybe I'll be a lot more positive about your stuff, like I am Rebirth. Eh? Um, I wanted to touch on one more thing, and then we'll wrap this baby up. There's a nice quick shot anyway. Uh, Runaways coming to Hulu. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yes. That, Give me it, now. It is, it is the perfect thing to do for Hulu. None of the characters are attached to another Marvel character, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Yep. And it's, it's you know... Teens, and you get this. We're gonna hopefully see a decent version of Molly Hayes, and oh my yeah, God, yes. <laughs> and by by the Gossip Girl creators too. Yeah. Like that's that that's a good get for this. Like that's that, that's definitely the, uh, the I, I guess the the feel that they're gonna try and capture is you know something mm-hmm. something that works really well with teens. But uh, question is, do you think it's gonna be actually main Marvel U? Like. Is this actually going to be attached to the Marvel Universe at all? Or is, is, it, is no, this a Marvel it television have, it show? It doesn't have to be, though. Yeah. That's is this thing. a Marvel television show? Yes, it is. Being and run entirely not, by Marvel Studios. Not main Marvel U. Okay. Yeah. That's well, is S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel U? Yes is, and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Is, is Jessica Jones Marvel U? Yes and no. Yes. Not really. Yes and no. Yes they, and no. They mentioned the characters. But oh, gosh. The incident happened. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, actually. Hated that, Daredevil. You mean well, fucking aliens rained down from the sky and destroyed half the city? The incident. <laughs> After oh. the incident happened, things became very weird in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> After well, the incident. Hey, it's still it still explained why Hell's Kitchen is a shithole again. So that that that's that's all that matters to me as somebody who actually knows that Hell's Kitchen is actually one of the nicest neighborhoods in New York these days. <laughs> like Agents of Shield season two. Hey look, Slovenia's falling from the sky. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What, what what edgewise were you trying to get in there, Brandon? Uh, well, okay, so the whole thing with um it the fringe like the T V shows being on the fringe is because it's still, that's still from the fallout from the Perlmutter Feige rivalry, mm-hmm. and also too, I mean the shows. I don't think really have to be in the movies. Honestly, I mean that's what makes them so good because that they exist in the universe, but they just exist on the edges of it. That's right. what makes them. No, no, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I just despise the fact that from the movies division, they don't exist. Mm. Yeah, it's true. That the movie division refuses to acknowledge that they exist. Yeah. Right. I know. Especially considering that, you know, Daredevil and at least that crew, the Defenders crew, would make a lot of sense in Infinity War. Just just if they're doing the story I think they're going to do, which is essentially, you know, the, the first Infinity Gauntlet story, where they're going to need as many Avengers as they can get. Just uh, cut to those guys being the um, first responders you harp on so much yeah there you go boom that'd be that'd be fun by me it's not gonna happen but it'd be great <laughs> i mean combined with the cloak and dagger show that uh that is coming out of uh what's it called freeform now because i hate that name uh freeform. yeah freeform what used to be abc family which used to be which, fox family, family which used to be the family channel and now it's freeform Damn TV. <laughs> yeah i i i like the idea of that and runaways is totally along those same lines i i just i hope they do it justice and i think who will because 11 was really good yeah that was pretty good yeah so I, this is this is a who's who's trying to enhance their original series uh reach and this is the way to do it without a doubt all right guys i think we're done all right. Yay. Woo. 
Uh, Jamal, pimp your 900 things. Pimp my nine. Uh, Black, first issue's coming out uh, September 27th. I will be at NYCC uh, in Artist Alley. Featured guest this year. Go grab a bottle of Brooklyn Defender from Brooklyn Brewery. (laughs) If it's not in stores yet, it will be soon. Nice. And amongst other things. And find everything at jamaleigle.com. That's right. Cool. And uh, your 800 different social medias as well. Yes, exactly. But all Jamal Eigel. Cool. Uh, Brandon, your podcast is actually coming out. Yes, it is. I know, right? Go figure. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, You can catch me and my co-host, Ados Barron, on the Pop Culture Clash on iTunes. Uh, You can get me at social media, at The Dabadon, everywhere, usually. Nice. Oh, and Jamal. (laughs) I, I have a request from an 11-year-old girl who, med, who read Molly Danger. Yes. She says, more, please. I'm more, uh, well, she could pick up action verse. Molly's in that. Yes. And there's more Molly coming. So. All right. I'll let her know. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yep. I've got my action verse trade, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm going through it currently. Very cool. Uh, Brent, uh, BKs or anything of the sort? I was going to have a joke about uh, Brandon's podcast and what movie from five years ago he was reviewing, but it <laughs> turns out to be us this episode. Yes, so. s- seriously, considering... Um, no, no, last episode, okay? All right? Whatever. Under the Red Hood came out last episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you, got, you got any BKs? Uh, you got you to get Jim in a corner and force him to record? Um, I don't know. There's not that much to talk about right now. Okay. All right, cool. Well, if there's anything you read, you could always just go to the old format. I totally could, except I have the screaming kid in the background. So. That's true. That's true. Well, what? He's just, he, that, that's just added uh, background noise. It's fine. Well, you get her and the dog and me, you know. <laughs> then she starts crying. The dog starts then howling instead of just barking. It's really funny. Like, uh, this morning, Olivia slept, was sleeping, and I was getting ready for work because I had to take her to who was watching her today. And then she wakes up, and Baxter can hear her more than I can because I'm, like, in the shower. And then Baxter starts howling. And I'm like, oh, Olivia must be up because Baxter hears her crying. Mm. Nice. Nice. Ridiculous. Well, uh, all right. Well, look forward to no BK's bullets in the future, but who the hell knows. And uh, you can find more stuff from us coming out shortly. I have no idea what it is, but it'll happen. Uh, yeah, uh, comictiming.net is where you can find us, and facebook.com slash comictiming for any conversation, because that's where it all happens, and we happily post there on a regular basis. Proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts at comicbooknoise.com slash league. Jamal, once again, thanks for joining us, my man. And uh, Oh, this was fun. It's, it's been, nice to catch up with you. It's been too long. Yep. Absolutely. Talking to you two days in a row, man. That's, I know, right? That's crazy talk. <laughs> well, that's enough for three years, right? Jamal? Yeah. We'll, we'll try to have you on more more regularly than every two years. Cause, uh, I, I look forward to it. Good, good. And, and Brandon, uh, uh, fi- fix your internet. Yeah. You and Raph. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are. But 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 it's okay because yeah, uh, NBC and the Olympics do such a wonderful job. Casina, talk to you soon. Aye aye. All right. And as always, there's always time for comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never that. Yeah, so it's like 
15 minutes on my computer, really. It's All right. Not much of a difference. Right. Yeah, just, you know, the only difference is I won't technically be on an express uh, stop anymore, but it's walking distance from Pubesed, so... Oh, okay. Not much of a not much of a big deal. That's true. Do they know your podcast? Uh, yes, I, I, I've known them more than ten years, so if they haven't figured it out by now, um, that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, they know, could just, they could just assume you're things. talking to yourself. So. Oh, I, I I assume that about myself all the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation isn't actually happening in real life. Oh, you're all in my head. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering how you're going to split up all the things you think are yours versus not. Oh, um, well... Do you need a lawyer for all the for all the geek goodies in there? Not really, no. I mean, like, whatever's hers is hers. Like, all I know is the Invincible's mine. Fuck mm. <laughs> I'm taking the Invincible, damn it! <laughs> it's on my shelves, they're all mine! <laughs> Alright, uh... Episode number is, I think, 181, because I didn't actually call the lost episode, uh... How, how late were you there last night, Jamal? I took off, Corinne and I took off around 10, like maybe 20 after 10, something okay. like that. Right. So definitely after last call, but you know, before things like wound up. So there was still a good chunk of people there. Gotcha. Yeah. When we left. I weren't, yes, I weren't, I weren't from, I weren't from last year. Leave, leave early or else you won't wind up getting a, uh, one of the uh, glasses. Oh yeah. Well, we had to, they, they were nice enough to give us glasses and t-shirts when we first got there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say if they if they didn't, they're, they're like there's they're, there's gonna be a problem. No, they they made sure that we were the, we, they made sure we were hooked up, and they you know they even gave us an extra T-shirt for Katie. So nice, nice. Yeah, which is always good. Oh yeah, which she can't wear at school. No, well, beer logos. Yeah, and all that. yeah, yes and yes and no. Like all of her, like I'm known at her school, <laughs> so like every everybody knows who who who, her, who Katie's father is. <laughs> And what he does, because I've done like artwork for the school. You're you're, so, the, you're that Supergirl guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the comic book guy. <laughs> I'm the comic book guy. He's they done actually more tried than that, to, Ian. Don't pigeonhole him. All right, fine. And, uh, well, they've actually they they tried to get me to do to like teach like a uh, teach a comic book class uh-huh. on Fridays, and it's you know it would basically be teaching trying to teach eleven year olds how to draw comic books, and it's just like nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Been there, done that, wrote the novel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Find another sucker. Damn, <laughs> damn Skippy on that route. <laughs> you got enough on your plate to begin with. Oh, God. Yeah, this little, the, the last thing I need is another job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some disgraced Marvel editor in the city somewhere they could hire. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who didn't make the DC move. Eddie Berganza uh, still available? Oh, no. Anybody? No, no. He's, he's out on the West Coast. He's, yeah. he's, he's on. He's doing the Superman books. Damn. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, some guys. Some guys just keep failing up. Yeah. The less. The, the, yeah. Please. The, the less talked about for God's Berganza, the better. Please. Uh. All right. We'll get this thing going, and like I said, when Brandon's here, we'll just join him in on the conversation because I think he's the right. one who actually liked the movie. Uh, so uh, yeah. All right. Uh, in five. So, question. Yo, sorry. No, sorry. Your count. Are we gonna do anything else with Suicide Squad? We can talk I mean, about we can talk about Killing Joke a little bit. Um, have trailers, Killing Joke, Rebirth. Oh yeah, yeah. We dude, there's plenty. Suicide of, Squad. Whatever. Uh, you yeah. know, if you just wanted to put 
some of that stuff up front so we can buzz through it quickly. Yeah, we could we could do that. Instead of like waiting till the end till everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed and then try. To- <laughs> we could we, yeah we could lead into Suicide Squad. So that's the you know main bulk of the conversation. Right. So yeah, so yeah if we want to talk a little rebirth first and uh, some yeah, of the, some of some the trailer of stuff. Because okay. I, I think mainly we've been just movie reviews. <laughs> yeah, I know. F- funny how that could happen when uh, I'm getting rid of most of my comics and don't have time to read anything anymore. That's... Well, it also helps that there's like 10,000 comic book movies yes. out right now. Seriously. Or, or like genre movies out right now. Yeah, right yeah. now. Uh, but, no, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been reading some stuff lately. I've been catching up on a lot of manga and actually started with the future finally, so talking about it a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the TV show. I've, I've heard mixed reviews. It's very much a prequel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, along the same veins as season one of Powers, only way better than it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do the, uh, the the actual comic stuff first. We'll roll in the Suicide Squad, and then we'll, we'll see where that leads us after that. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. Move, move, move your mic a little bit, uh, by the way, man. We're, we're hearing you sort of far away. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, um, how's that? Is that better? Uh, I don't know. Did you, did you disconnect your headset or something? Cause that... I, yeah, I was getting... Hold on. Let me plug it back in because I was getting, like, you know, stat- like a bunch of static feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me, let me plug it back in. This will still be in the episode, folks. Just a friendly <laughs> reminder. Hey, Brent. That's what you get no, for Brent editing. No, it won't. Because okay. I have the number. I have. I have the freaking. Uh, yeah, in fact, actually, I'm gonna freaking send you the time oh, code for oh, this. Wh- what, wh- what you gonna do about it? Yeah. What, uh-huh, what you uh-huh, gonna do about uh-huh. it? What, what am I gonna do about it? What am I gonna do about it? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna yell at you a lot. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's. it's uh, yeah. Forty nine. There we go. All right. Right around there. People are now looking down at their iPhones and iPods and going, we're only 30 minutes in the episode. What the <laughs> hell is he talking about, time code? It's all wrong. All right, go ahead, John. Boom. All right. Noice. Uh, that'll, that'll, right. Hold, that'll hold people over because who knows when the next one's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys, have a good, you guys have a good night. You too, man. You too. I'm going to go watch the last Nightly Show. All right, man. Oh, now I got now. Yep. All right. Good night, guys. All right. Good night. Uh, Brent, I'll, I'll send you to file uh, probably no later than Monday, uh, but I should hopefully have it to you tomorrow. Okay. Hopefully I can put it out this weekend. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and if not, just aim for sometime, you know, midweek. Even if you do edit it this weekend, put it out for, like, Wednesday or Thursday since the last episode just came out today. Gotcha. So I'm going to space I will do. Cool. cool. All right, gents. Talk to you as later. Peace. Later. later.